Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equals $13.89 per month per $1,000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5-2-22. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. And Sonic Gino, did you make it? Are you here? Yeah, I'm here right now, man. I'm looking forward to this nice discussion we're all going to have tonight. Oh, it's going to be so nice. I'm glad that's the word that you use. Well, that's the operative word there. It's going to be very polite, very civil. None of us are going to raise our voices. Gino, where were you? What, what happened last week? Listen, last week and also this week, I've been busy. I've been actually working during the day and actually <laughs> trying to chill out during the night, like around this house, doing some work around this house, working on this place. So actually being busy, keep myself oh, yeah, busy. you got the old hammer and nails on, huh, Gino? <laughs> yeah, Gino, what does that mean? Would you make the bed? What's the work you're doing? <laughs> Just actually taking care of all this stuff, because we have so much stuff all over this place that we've been hoarding around for, like, years, and I'm, like, slowly taking care of each room to the best of my ability while, like, making sure it's okay to get rid of it. Not- oh, imagine that, ladies. He's going in and leaving rooms messier as he leaves them. He's not helping, is he? Well, I also, like, it just it continues to fascinate me. I know nobody cares, but I'm so fascinated because, yes, I've been working on this house, cleaning it. It's like that's like a one-day job, I feel. But it's every day for Gino. This is a grind. He lives in a warehouse. And, it, like, every room, there's a 100 rooms. It's like Squid Game. You don't know what the next room is going to lead to. And you're constantly cleaning out these rooms, Gino. It just, it, it's awesome. So you you were cleaning last Tuesday. You were throwing stuff outside, taking it to the can, getting some sunlight. And then NXT started. And it well, ladies, you didn't say he took out the trash. That might have been the next day, right? That's a new thing, isn't it? <laughs> That's true. Gino, isn't it like you start the job and then the next day is when you actually finish it, right? It's again, it's, I do try to finish that. Like I do everything and like and take care of what I did that day. And then again, once NXT came on last week, I just I realized NXT's really is dead and i just i fell asleep i crashed i couldn't handle what they were so sad you were so sad about nxt being shitty like it finally hit you like why am i watching this and then you just crashed you were let them work you you should fucking stab them right now he fucking no showed our asses that boy couldn't be here gino because i had to be here it's a shame that stat boy couldn't be here but now is the day that stat boy could possibly come back well, and Gino, that was interesting because Kevin did bring this up, and I, I noticed this too. You were active on Discord the whole time. Now, I don't know. I've left my Discord open before too, 
and I'm pretty sure it goes it goes inactive relatively quickly. Yours was green like the whole night. I thought you were hopping on, and then what? You messaged me like 30 minutes after I was done. Like, did you wait? Like, is it safe to message him? I just couldn't talk tonight. You just you weren't feeling it, or was it like that? Was what went through my head was he's active. He's probably talking to Mace right now, and he doesn't want to talk to me. Like that was all I well, got. Ladies, though, he's like fat Homer. He had a drinking bird. That would just hits the space bar every now and then. <laughs> and he left it on when he fell asleep. Is that what happened, okay. Gino? No, what happened is, again, I always, I was at my desktop here. Again, I had watch wrestling on because I don't pay for cable right now. So I had no other way of watching NXT. So I had that going on. And since I have Discord open on my desktop, it's always seen as active because I'm technically on it, but I'm not. So again, it's always odd. It's always Listen active. how much he loves us. No one's ever cared about his active status once in his life. <laughs> he feels like he has a girlfriend right now, ladies. Look what you did. He does. I he does this with me every Tuesday, and he always messages me, and he's always excited, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great. And then like a lot of the a, a lot of these like niche topics are for Gino. Like it is like a Gino question. Like I need to who knows what GCW is. One guy that I know, and he knows showed. Like that's what it felt like was we we built it we're building something here and gino's and i think i mentioned this last week because i re-listened to it a little today like this is gino's thing he wants to do something and whether it's streaming or radio he's not sure he won't ever say it clearly but it's still like this is his thing and he no showed now I, I was looking at that green active status and all i could think of is like i watch a lot of bullshit I, like, know what NXT is. I know what GCW is. Remember when I was going to make the Wrestling News YouTube channel? And I, it was all going to be Gino's voice? Well, when you fell asleep, Gino, I learned why we didn't launch it last month. We're in the second month of the year, and that looks like it's canceled. Listen, I'm sure we'll be able to make something like this still working. I'm here. I'm going to be here every week doing the best I can. Again, it just last week, it was... Stop cleaning, Gino. Don't clean any I more rooms. Can you please, can we get real world cameras in this house? Like, what does that mean? Remember he had the box of dildos, Kevin? Like, he would not tell me what was in that box. I asked him, like, hey, I, I just got to move one more box. Like, what's in it? Move it now. Oh, I can't. It's got stuff in it. I go, what stuff? And he would and not. And then I helped him move and he fell out like Canyon's box. And we <laughs> found out it was a box of dildos. And Gino, you saw I have this tiny five inch dildo. You could lend me one of those big ones you got. Listen, I don't have anything like that. Again, you're just talking all this fantasy stuff you want to believe. No one here has any dragon dildo, so you can move on. We never That's said dragon. <laughs> Sorry, buddies. We never said dragon. You have the, what is this? Now you're hiding the, the real truth from us. And that's that's what I mean, Gino, is you live this secret life. That's the stuff that fascinates me where it's like, I know he's got like a secret group of friends. You're in some sort of a secret discord with other people that actually like really love you. And then you come over here and we're all mean to you, but you just can't leave us, but you still have your other group. So you have this secret life. And when you make, when you say things like, look, I've been actually busy, been working. And then you go around the house. It's like, ah, Gino, like we're so close. We're so close. Gino, did you apply? Remember Nathan sent you a whole list of jobs. Did you apply? Yeah, actually, I don't remember who he, he gave suggestions. Again, he never messaged me directly about these job ideas. Oh, okay. I had no idea. So again, I was like, okay, I could look but also then, because currently my stepdad, who again would normally be like a four trans station I can get for cheap and not actually have to pay right now, uh, he's out of town because he's in active duty Navy, so he's doing his yearly training in Italy. 
Nice. So I have no transportation right now. It's huh. like I'm like I'm kind He's of stuck. bullshit you again, Bleedies, and he should. You're giving him normie advice. A job would kill Gino. He's not equipped. He's not going to help a company. A company's not going to help him. It'll just have something to make him feel rejected again when he's fired again. It wasn't for IBS, Gino. So, please, <laughs> we need Charles Hamilton back to give him real advice. Gino, no. I, you and Char Charles Hamilton is a rapper, and he's been able to make a living with mixtapes and live appearances. No one's paying to go see Gino. Gino needs to get a job somewhere secure and safe. You, you were, And I love that if Nathan did send you that list of jobs, would that have changed it, Gino? Would you have applied? I might have actually applied, yes. Oh, damn it, Nathan, you piece of shit. Now this is Nathan's fault. I know, Gino, you're really good at making it someone else's fault. This one is Nathan's fault. I agree with you. Uh, so, yes, Gino, I was very offended last week. I went to bed. I, on, the sad thing is, is when the show, or when, when Vleeties ended, I was like, that was fun. I had a great time. Kevin, Tyler, that was a classic. And then you messaged me, and I was like, back to reality. But, Gino, I'm so glad you're here tonight. Kevin, I'm so glad you're here because we talked about this before, and I guess I'm still unwilling to accept the truth. Now, this came up last night. And nobody has sent me Velveteen's dream or Vel Velveteen's dick more than last <laughs> night. Everybody made sure that I saw this picture because this was the damning evidence. This was the this was OJ's glove behind the house. Everybody was saying that we have his dick pic. That means he did it. I don't know, Kevin. I think I'm convinced more oh, than ever. Fuck, he has a cock ring on. Yeah, I had never seen this, Vleeties. Rizzo sent it to me. I'm sorry. I saw the <laughs> cock ring. I had to yell it. And his balls hang down so low. I only saw it with an emoji over it. So I was telling you, yeah, there's going to be like a purple eggplant, but it's a dick <laughs> under it, I bet. And like, and so you see it's in a DM from him. And now he says, you, let's see. This is to a child. This is, and you'd like this guy? But is it? That's what. That's where I'm drawing the line. That's where I'm saying that this is all fake. Because now, for those who were in the Vleeties Discord last night, I also got a text from Patrick Clark. Like that's that's what I was trying to prove. All this is is oh, they're just doing fake shit to try and oh to 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 really push this narrative that he did it. Look, I got a text from Patrick Clark saying, I did. It actually looks okay. We're talking about his dick. Well, no, but we have reverse image search, and this isn't an image we all had or anyone had. It's not like we can't do detective work. We have 4chan, Bleedies, and we check. You're saying this isn't him now? No, no. And first of all, no proof that it is him. I know he does come out and say, whoa, there was uh, someone hacked my phone or some shit. But also... I, I need to know. So How about the chest hair? What are you talking about? You he, think there's one other black guy with the exact body of him? Yes. Oh, dude. No. This is and Antonio Brown. Go no, go find a second one right now. I'll give you a whole hour. You're up till the end of the show. Oh, thank God. Can you fill the time then? Because I'm pretty sure Antonio Brown shirtless. I did it for Gino. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting. Sorry. This is definitely Antonio Brown's gorgeous body. Found it. Even found a naked picture of Antonio Brown. Look, that's the deer. That's the guy. I saw it. Sexy says those are Patrick Clark nipples and cock for sure. I think that's Antonio. Patrick Clark never said that wasn't him anyway. He said he was a private picture. That, so how did this private picture quoted to him saying that get into the kids' hands, which is now in our hands? But we need proof that it's in the kids' hands. That's my other issue with this. He's the one who gave it to us. How do we know? No, Josh Fuller did, and Josh Fuller's of age. Yeah. No, he isn't. Oh, was he not? How old is he? Josh Fuller wasn't he the 17-year-old that was friends with the 15-year-old. Well, Josh, either way. And even so, it's not about legality. I'm not trying to put him in prison. I'm saying he's a piece of shit. 
So if technically 17-year-old's an adult to these creeps, that's okay for them. He's still a piece of shit for sending his dick to a 17-year-old because this guy is on fucking tour to kids. But he didn't, okay. Let's, plenty of opportunity to fuck anything he wants. Look at him. This came He's from a DM. He put this on Twitter. One of the accusers from months ago giving evidence from a DM. There's no evidence how he got this, who he got this from. This is just posted. It's right there, the check mark, and it, it doesn't matter. Like, who, yes, it who, does. No one else what, has it. He sent it Somebody, to a chick. What if he sent it to a no chick? No one else has this dick pic. It could have went to a, a, an older man. It could have went to anybody. This is this. That's what I'm saying. I just need definitive evidence. All oh, we gotta, no, stop it. That's fucking retarded. No, now before no, because before it went to you, yeah, it went to a bunch of people. Because you're the last to know anything. I gotta tell you about it. You're just seeing it years later. Yes, it came from the kid. We know where it came from. Can you can do you have that? Can you show that to me? I've been no, asking. No, I'm just gonna tell you that's the case. <laughs> and you're a piece of shit. Thank you. you. Like yes, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. I'm saying that this is what broke the news. This was the hashtag speaking out. This is what everybody took as fact. Now I'm hearing reverse image searching, and I'm hearing evidence, not seeing it. How about the audio clips of his voice saying, "What school did he go to?" He never denied any of it. By the way, he did. He's he not out there saying it's fake. He did deny that when he or he said the "What school do you go to?" was asking which wrestling out of context school. he said it was out of context it's him we know it's him we know the picture's him then so you're now going to argue the picture might be out of context i don't give a fuck what context it's in this is a picture of the guy's dick in his bathroom in a dm that none of us have and it's to a fucking kid so i don't give a fuck what other context you want to put it in you're a sick liberal pedophile <laughs> if you're trying to find some other excuse you're the cancel culture coming at him with we don't have all the evidence you're like no he's done he's a no, piece he's of shit he's you a piece of shit look at me no we look won? this is could we won <laughs> we canceled him we got it i'm saying that all i this was what started it right and now we're bringing up a ver the what school do you go to he did come out and say Wait, so grit vano says velveteen never denied it the tweets no. from that kid is still floating around and he even said he even said that he was asking the kid what school he went to for for wrestling school like, right. that's what and that no was one's about cancel him for the text that is just more evidence no one's yeah the <laughs> the fucking audio clip is hilarious i played a thousand times because it sounds like he's whispering it sounds sexy and that's just what messenger does to a voice message that's um, true. we don't no one actually thinks he's asking what middle school he's going to meet him at obviously it's a wrestling context the dick is not <laughs> a wrestling context. honor is real thank you so much from Luxy, he says, what school does Gino go to? Gino, you told me what high school you went. Was it in Sacramento when you went to high school? I went to elementary school in Sacramento. Then I moved to Georgia when I was in high school. Gotcha. Okay. And what was the name of that school? Was It the, It was the same one that Austin Creed went to. Yes, Ray Bear. Ray Barry. Okay. Maybe oh, this Ray. could be. I, I have seen Xavier. Fuck it. This could be him in the picture. <laughs> See, there's some nipples and hair. And plus, Xavier, I mean, we looked at that form. This is how he stands all the time. Wait, those aren't his balls, ladies. That's true. That is pretty thick, though, for Patrick Clark. I was not expecting that when I watched Tough Enough. I did not know he was that thick. Ladies, I brought your trovo up, and I don't see the dick. I don't <laughs> see what the... Oh, I see it. Okay. You have the emoji version still. I see. Emoji version next to Antonio Brown, who's darker. I guess it's wrong. Antonio is not the man who sent the 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 dick pic to whoever that is. Uh, so yes, Velveteen, he's still canceled. I tried to defend him, but the internet's made up its mind. Squirt Circle Reddit is it, done with him. It's over. There's no need to try and defend him any longer. I just well, no, I want him back. Don't get the wrong idea. <laughs> Look, I like Velveteen Dream. He's talented, and look, the gays are different. They're all about like. 
mentorship and shit. Shit that straight people can't do. So just let them have their culture. I think he should on a, you should be like Ric Flair. Don't accept you're canceled. Why are you going on this girl's podcast? Start your own or start your own wrestling company. You and Joey Ryan know what to do. He ran one. Your talent will pay. I'll buy the ticket. I will see Joey Ryan versus Velveteen Green. I think we would. They need to have we need we, uh, canceled wrestlers like that would be great. Who's the other guy? Jordan Devlin, uh, Jack Gallagher. We got enough guys now. This speaking out movement could create quite the wrestling cares event. So I think we're moving in the right direction. Uh, Gino, what are your thoughts? You think Velveteen did it for sure, right? I have suspicion to believe that he did it again. We don't know for sure if it is a kid. We again, <laughs> we just have the assumption that this was a kid, not someone catfishing and pretending to be a kid. Could have been Seth Rollins. He's a pretty right. scammy dude, and I've seen his. Let me get all this together. Bleedies <laughs> thinks it wasn't Velveteen Dream, and Gino thinks it wasn't Josh Fuller. So now no one's real. I'm just sitting what here in reality the by myself. Is obviously, Gino. Oh, is that Gino's dick? Is this a whole wrench in the plan? I've never seen Gino below the chest. Are you a slender black man, Gino? I could, but you never will know. We never will know. Well, we saw your wrestling, your wrestler pose. There wasn't enough body in it. I want more body from Gino. So G Boobs did it, dude. <laughs> Ladies, I have updates for you. I'm hijacking because I have the 100 wrestlers yes. of 2021 in order. You forgot to say that. I didn't just throw names down like you and forget Ruby Soho and Cora Jade and shit like you. And I, I put them all down, put them in order, and I have a change to make, Vleeties. Uh, That's why I had to hijack you for a moment. Uh, Jay Briscoe's off the list. <laughs> Jay Briscoe is not 100. Boogs is now 100 after this amazing conversation you had about the Rumble with Geezy earlier. Thank you so much. I was worried because I'm a big Boogs guy. I'm a Boogs boy. And it does seem like he gets a lot of, like, you guys were writing him off pretty hardcore last time we were talking. And I thought, what? I thought we were all in agreement that Boogs is one of the one of the best that we have right now. So, By yes. the way, ladies, I have to say, you're on the left side. That A column is your shitty list. That yes. doesn't count, okay? <laughs> That's not in order. That's just bleedy shit. C is what we're looking at. Crop it, ladies. Let them look at mine. We got to look. crop the spreadsheet to the C column. That is in order, the 100 of the year. Ladies, do a quick copy all, paste over yours if you can. I, you know how to use your documents, right? Yes, I, I'm, I'm aware on the docs. I do want to see where we differ. Now, I do notice. So <laughs> I like that you brought up Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho did make it really high up your list. So I, I that's got to be the first one I think we're going to have a major disagreement on. So Ruby saw her her work last year. It won you over. I thought we agreed. She was like the worst thing that happened to wrestling. Oh, she could be the worst wrestler I've ever seen. Now, here's the problem, though. She had the best debut of the year. And we're talking about a year when CM Punk debuted in his hometown. Uh, what's his name? Adam Cole tricked us for a night. We thought he mattered during that same night. But Ruby Soho was the one I was gushing about. So, well, all the matches are fake. So, she sucks at fake kicks. But she made a mean missing the train video. And her, her I, I do think that you and I watching those definitely helps, like, liking her. Because I wouldn't have seen those without you. I wouldn't have known about this whole Destination AEW MTR thing. Is real. Someone's missing on that list, Vleeties. Yes. Uh, well, we got to check all the Kevins. We got to, we'll work our way down, I guess. We got to go through these because... Because, Kevin, this one was a lot harder for, for at least just – I forgot so many names. That was – when you sent me your list, I thought, oh, my God. Like, I definitely forgot 
a lot of people. And maybe it was just doing it at work on a lunch break, like, and then the next day on that lunch break, just keep going. And I definitely forgot some some all stars. But I think the biggest discrepancy, uh, you have Kenny Omega number seven. What's going on here? Did you not enjoy oh, please, the exploding please. ring? <laughs> this whole process was so fucking easy for me. Like, by the way, I'll address Kenny in one moment. But like, I thought a do drop, and I was like, man, this will be hard. Where does she go? And then I'm like, Durr, what above Orange Cassidy? So I plug her in there. Like, everyone just plugged in exactly where they should have on the first try. So I'm a little offended you're not seeing it right away like I did. But when it comes to this Kenny Omega Vleeties, <laughs> where did I bury him at? All right, number seven. That's respectable Vleeties. I mean, he, he was working injured. I mean, I, you got to give him some credit. He did good. Now, of course, we know Roman's number one. Brian Danielson. Uh, uh, look at the people above. I should just say, look at the people above Kenny. And try to tell me he did better than any of them. Big E gave us that, like, Kofi title reign we never had. Like, he was my Kofi. He was the one I could believe. And he he was at Tyson Fury's fight, ladies. He, he interrupted Tyson Fury. CM Punk had the biggest debut besides Ruby Soho. You know what Brock did. So, like, we just have so much talent. Number seven's not a diss for Kenny Omega. He earned it. No, and it's not a diss. I agree. I, I think for, for Kenny, I guess the way I was watching it, and I, and I did watch Impact as well. I was watching everywhere he went. I watched him fight Andrade in Mexico. So I definitely maybe looked at him differently because there was the people were arguing he's number one. There's no doubt Kenny's number one. Now, for me, Roman was clearly number one. He was like keeping WWE. The island of relevancy really was like a real thing. Like this shit would be so unwatchable if he wasn't there. Kevin and I would finally be doing the Fear Factor recap podcast where we would watch old episodes of Fear Factor and talk about them afterwards. And that's what I thought we were going to do, but luckily Roman Reigns existed. But I, I guess... Well, Kenny too. Maybe if Kenny took himself seriously like Roman did a little right. bit. Kenny... We put all the belts on him. Tony took him seriously for some reason. He remembered the mullet pictures from Japan years ago. Well, the poof's gone. He's a nappy-headed hoe now. And all he did was hang out in a trailer and get it ran into. And I know he's a heel. He's like, he, you're, you're supposed to take pride in being a chicken shit. Like, if you're a good chicken shit, you're doing a good job. No. Not when you got 15 belts. Take yourself seriously. You fu uh, You suck. So, no. If you're a chicken shit, you suck and you're a chicken shit. He could have tricked me into thinking that body could have done damage to someone once. He has a good build. Remember when he was lifting the weights and they had no weights on him? Like, that sums up the guy every year of his career. He's a joke. Yeah, and he was – and there is a lot of stuff that he does where it is, yeah, come on, just be a little more – we want a badass every once in a while. And Kenny doesn't seem like he can pull that off. Like, it really was – like, as a champion, he was so easy to be the weaselly heel because he is kind of, I don't know, femme and kind of annoying sometimes. So you made me hate Kenny Omega through this talk, but I'll never forget him versus Rich Swan. I'll never forget him and Pac and Orange Cassidy in a triple threat match I didn't want. I won't forget the exploding ring. Like, I did I did enjoy a lot of his work. He was can't miss for me in a lot of ways on it. I fucked up this list. Why is MJF so high? Gino, do you want Kenny Omega at number two like Fleeties does? And why is MJF so high? Listen, Kenny Omega and Sammy Callahan was probably my favorite Kenny Omega match this entire last year because of how much damage, how fucking over the top Kenny Omega was willing to go. Taking to get tacks into his own knee from the knee pads into his own skin, trying to fucking kill Sammy Callahan. It was an amazing match. Kenny Omega is probably deserving to be number two of the best of 2021. 
And that's I, a and that's a perfect call from Gino because that is a Gino answer. I, in Impact, Kenny did a lot too, and I think maybe that weighs a lot for. Like I look at Debray, where he he took ninety days off for some shit. He he ruined our WrestleMania main event. Now we had awesome matches when he got to AEW, and it's still like there's still a lot of excitement that he's there. But I, I loved what Kenny did throughout the entire year. I should smack you in the fucking <laughs> face in front of everyone. I should appear on your screen. <gasps> I've been in the room <gasps> the whole time. Maybe I super kick your ass. Like Shawn Michaels did to the timekeeper at WrestleMania 12. But it won't be an accident. Ladies, you're talking about Brian Danielson. This guy he made a event at WrestleMania. This guy came to AEW. He took MCLs. He took teeth. You're not going to take Brian Danielson down a peg on the second best year of his career. I we when we do the best of you were hate I just love when you got me to hate Brian with you in a lot of aspects because on the road to that WrestleMania he ruined it he ruined maybe that's maybe that goes to his credit I'm going to AEW anyway fuck WWE give me WrestleMania I'm out of here anyway so yes Daniel's amazing now now yes that's remember a- when he wore a white shirt and then we all did that yeah, was like his logo CM Punk had to wear a ringer shirt with three logos two on the the back he was really like begging us to buy that shirt daniel bryan is a trendsetter on accident we all have a hyperbaric chamber we all have a tomato garden this guy's breaking barriers that in his last year he might never come back huh no he's he's we got him we got him for a long time he's gonna be great in aew his his upside is so great great future for this kid uh, Hangman number three, I can't disagree much. I know that I had him at number six because how is he better than Bianca? But I agree with you. Like Hangman, still one of my favorites. I have a Hangman shirt. And when he was uh, away uh, witnessing the birth of his son, that is some cowboy shit. He was making me cry when he came back. So I respect. I loved everything that he did. His match with Brian Cage, you know, match of the year or what? For Hangman, yeah, of course. That was his probably his best match that he's had, Mr. Hangman of 2021. Oh, gosh. We all love Brian Cage. So uh, so I am surprised by Big E, Kevin, because you did mention it. He has well, wait, a- real quick, ladies. Did you hear that Jim Cornette said Austin Theory is better than Hangman right now? In wrestling? Yeah, because Cornette had a bigger point that he also said Austin Theory is better than Ro- or Cena was at this point in his career, like this long in. And then now he's saying Austin Theory is better than Hangman is at any point, like just right now. I don't know if I can agree with that. Is it, Austin Theory isn't Hangman? Wow, I, I that's such a is that just a hot take? Is he just trying to get the clicks? Is he confirming that he'll never work in AEW? Because it's got to be. He's been so anti-Hangman. It's because he wanted Debray to win that title, and Hangman apparently isn't serious enough. Like my criticism of criticism of Omega. You got to hear Cornette's like when Hangman came out and it said like hasn't won a match this year on the first show of the year like as a joke under his name. That was something Jim Cornette hated. Fire the guy in the truck. This is your champion. And I'm thinking Adam Page probably wrote it himself. He loves it. He passed a note on like he takes that title is supposed to be taken dead serious like Bret Hart apparently. Yeah, it's supposed to this is a world championship, damn it. And I, I don't know. I I don't get that feeling from Hangman. Now maybe Cornette watches a little more BTE than I do. Maybe he watches the the Hangman Adam vlog. I'm uh, if that's a thing that's around there. But I I never I don't get that impression. I do like out of character Hangman, you know, talking about donating to schools and shit and uh not knowing the most romantic thing that he's done. I, I, I don't know. Is that what is it about Hangman that Cornette would immediately is that all does he watch more than I watch? Does he mention You gotta remember Cornette hated that Becky got pregnant 
And like, it was weird. And like, so I, I think with Hangman, I love everything about him that seems genuine. So if he's soft voiced on Renee Packett, I like it. Like stuff that I would hate other people doing. As long as Hangman isn't being fake and it's him, I'm going to like it. Because it seems like he's being himself for the most part. And we need Fuego to do that. <laughs> I don't think we're getting if Fuego's wrestling here again, like next week. I'm probably not going to go. I saw him wrestle live and it was a lot of fun, but it, he beat like this 6'5 guy. And now you don't believe wrestling's probably fake after watching that bullshit. And uh, CM Punk rolls in at number five for you. Where, I had Punk way later in my list. So the CM Punk returning has definitely had a bigger impact on you. Now, I was watching SmackDown and Roman Reigns shirt said needle mover. And that was in uh, direct response to him tell, uh, him saying CM Punk is not a needle mover. I actually was thinking about this the other day. Has CM Punk moved the needle for AEW? Have they seen an increase in viewership, fandom? How do we measure that anymore? Social media, ladies, you, you saw the numbers. You saw what Maria tweeted and her husband. Everybody was watching that night. Even Liv Morgan and everyone in WWE had to little, do code emojis. Heart, crying face. We know what you're crying about. We know where you want to be. And also CM Punk being this high, I think, is Kenny Omega's fault. Because when I just think about who had a better year, CM Punk had a better year than him. And Kenny can't be that low. So it just turned into, wow, CM Punk is top five. What the fuck? He did better than Big E for sure. I mean, maybe, maybe that Big E can move up one. <laughs> but yes, like definitely you and I don't like CM Punk personally. And it makes us want to rank him low. But then when you just think about the fun he brought us this year, it was top five fun. It was really fun, and I do agree. Like, when you think of even just – it seemed like when Rampage was debuting and they were putting his face all over everything because it did feel like they have CM Punk. How did they get CM Punk? Where? How did they trick Whoa, this guy? Catch the buzz. Oh, chicken thing. winner. Thank you so much, Spliff. Yeah, and, and to see CM Punk back in wrestling – is is so exciting even if i don't even like cm punk that much it was still something i was told i would never ever get i never thought that i would see it and the fact that i'm seeing it and he's actually doing really well i enjoyed his match with dobby uh he and i enjoyed his match with uh, didn't he beat will hobbs i enjoyed his stuff with team taz because everybody who works with team taz is awesome so yeah it's it's cool to have him back he had an amazing year because what did he do the year before that he was not wrestling so it was nice to have him back in the fold did you accept brock right in that spot is am i giving him too much credit for the last two months or the last month of this year you know what did he do last year that was so great bleeding yeah and i because i had brock at 14 and now it's funny because i had cm punk at 13 and brock at 14 but i think with brock there might be because this is for last year. Now, obviously, this doesn't include day one where he won the belt. This does not include uh, the other shit. But when he showed up at SummerSlam, it was this huge, like, WWE's getting desperate. They're pulling out all the stops. They even brought back Brock. And he was – it was fun to see him. And he kind of revitalized SmackDown in a lot of ways for me. And uh, him, <laughs> him with the cowboy hat. Everything he does is funnier now. And I, and I brought this up, you know – uh, on on hashtags and headlines where he just seems like he enjoys this, where he didn't enjoy this the first couple, like 2019, he could not have hated this shit more. And now it seems like he's having fun, and last year was the start of all of this, where he that Crown Jewel match was awesome. So I know that people are like, oh, Roman and Brock number nine, nobody wants to see that. I'm ready for it. I'm here for it, Kevin. Brock Lesnar destroy a group of superstars in a WWE top 10 from October 28th, 2021. This guy had an amazing. What the fuck is this red car, ladies? 
Was that this year? Brock Lesnar destroyed J&J security. No, he's wearing an old shirt. (laughs) Whatever. Give him credit. Ladies, I'm putting three asterisks next to Brock. We're going to be revising, of course, after your feedback. I put three asterisks next to MJF already. MJF, I, I think, is, oh, without him, how dark would the future be? But right now, he's kind of dark. He's had a dark 2021. Why am I loving him so much at number eight, ladies? Didn't he fight Jericho for nine months? He did fight Jericho for nine months, but he also, like, that that still was a major portion of the show. And it was entertaining. We can't say it wasn't. We got to see Nick Gage versus Chris Jericho out of that. We got to see the labors of Jericho, okay? It was a lot of fun. So we were all hoodwinked by MJF and his, like, not being... It did seem like he took a step back a little bit just because he wasn't a year-long feud with Jericho where none of us had – I think that wore off really quick. Like when they first got together, oh, this is fun. A year later, come on. He won Blood and Guts. I thought that was exciting. I didn't think they were going to win that. Uh, they lost Stadium Stampede, though. Can you believe that? So I had him in number 10. I think number eight's a good spot for him. Uh, cause like you look at, it, it gets muddy around this area. I feel now I know I saw you at Mox way back. So you did not like Mox as much as I did. Um, uh, but I, I think MJF at eight's fine. I don't know if you need to ask to risk. Well, that. if the CM Punk stuff started last year, then yeah, maybe he's even too low. Like, cause the feud has been great from the beginning. It wasn't their main promo last year. Yeah, it didn't start in the like the final two or three weeks of December because he had that weird – he had to pivot for a minute and he had to hang out with uh, with Brian Pillman because they were in Cincinnati. So they had to they had to capitalize on that and put Pillman in something. But I do feel like it went like Jericho and then right into Pillman and then to CM Punk. Like I think that's that was just the natural order of things because uh, when they did the Battle Royal, wasn't he – yeah, he was already feuding with Punk after that Dynamite Battle Royal. So it's interesting you call this muddy once Bianca starts coming up, you fucking Trump. Get the horrible fuck. What's muddy about Charlotte Flair? Bianca. I mean, it really came down to like Edge might be at fault for these women being here because you'd think like, why would Charlotte and Bianca even be back to back? That does seem a little muddy. Seems like somebody was paying for these things to be where they are. But I mean, they're both better than Edge. Neither one of them is better than MJF. And Charlotte had a better year than Bianca. Maybe Bianca uh, had a more consistent, you know, WrestleMania full year through. But Charlotte with that second half, best promos we've ever seen from a woman. And she was only top at herself from 2018. So Charlotte Flair, I mean, unstoppable, untoppable. And and I guess for Charlotte, I agree in so many levels where I think her stuff on Raw, I I hated the Rhea Ripley feud. I I think that's very well documented. I could not stand Charlotte and then Rhea getting disqualified. I only need to you. Like all of that is so ingrained into my memory because I think I was also watching main event at that time. So they were showing me highlights of that shit. And when I say money, I mean like you look at how we are, we have – uh, MJF and Edge are all kind of in this area. It seems like this is this was harder to figure out. Like, where do these guys go who are in these numbers here? And I liked Edge at Mania. I think his year Poor was... kids are just as bright and just as talented. Oh, hydrate from Ricardio. I, I also think that his feud with Rollins I really enjoyed. I love the apple bit. I know nobody liked Seth Rollins eating the apple except for me. But uh, I, I, I have to agree. I think that I, I misplaced Charlotte pretty bad. Because I was so fixated on what did she do besides annoy the shit out of me with Rhea Ripley. Once she went to the Blue Show, she was fantastic. Her her work over there and her uh-oh promos and how she's just obviously going to be the champion because she's by far the best women's wrestler. 
Yeah, that makes sense. She should be up in the top 10. I had my top 20 is full of women. I just want (laughs) to pat myself on the back. Gina, we didn't put Kimberly. Sorry, but ladies, I got the women. I got my finger on the pulse of these girls. You are very forward thinking. You had a lot more like because even when I was making the the list initially, I always do like, oh, we'll do a women's list separately. Like, I don't know why I feel like it should be separated because then I will put names in there like Bianca. And I go, wait, Bianca had a way better year than most of these people. Because I had her at number four. I loved Bianca Belair this past year. Uh, they did a, the, even the Royal Rumble win to the WrestleMania main event. She kind of had to try and champion uh, SmackDown through the Thunderdome era, and I thought she did a really good job. So, uh, and even her stuff with Two Drop, who will ever forget it? So, ladies, your order is so off. I didn't even <laughs> think you put it in order. I thought you were just regurg- like throwing up out of your brain names. Okay, I think of Roman Kenny Bryan. I didn't know that Kenny was really your number two. Kenny. What the fuck? He was the only guy to win three world titles in one year. Like, he, dude, what an amazing... Those aren't world titles, ladies. <laughs> they say world in the name, impact world title. They told me... Why it's... is Moxley number eight for you? What is wrong with you? Because I liked Wild Thing, and he debuted it last year. No, I th- <laughs> so I did enjoy Mox. I thought him in the... Well, obviously, him and Daniel Garcia. I mean, dude, a main event anywhere. There's 365 nights in a year, Jimmy Smith told me, and that could main event all of them. So It, it was Bloodsport <laughs> last year with uh, Josh Barnett. Yeah, yeah. Mox was doing fun stuff in GCW. Like, I, there was a lot of Mox everywhere, and I was a big fan of that. And- well, I'm putting asterisks on my mocks. He's way too low. <laughs> I, I just thought he was drunk all year. I thought he was a rehab all year. Yeah, that was the very first thing that I, I opened, and I saw him, like, low, low. And I kind of thought, like, I guess maybe. But then in my head, I thought, no, GCW world champ. Uh, Gino's favorite moment in wrestling history when he took the, the belt from Matt Cardona. And, uh, yeah, he had, didn't he have uh, – he had the match with Nagata. Like, he did a lot of stuff last oh, year. Oh, please. Box is taking my number eight, too. You <laughs> nailed it. How did you nail it on your first try? All right, Box is eight. And then I'm thinking, like, MJF might split Charlotte and Bianca. Maybe he's better than Bianca. Is he better than Charlotte, too, though, still? Uh, he had the – well, so you have to kind of weigh which one did you not like more. Like, was MJF and Jericho worse than Rhea and Charlotte? I think there was a, a more redeemable qualities in Rhea and Charlotte. So maybe that might – but that didn't have blood and guts. No one fell off a cage in that one. Did you just say – you've been hating on that feud all night and for a year, and you just put it above Jericho MJF. Gino, we need you, man. Where's your top eight? What's going on with you? Listen, what's disappointing me right now with this top 10, just the 10 that you both have, which is sad to me, is Dion and Josh Alexander not getting any respect. One of the best exhibition champions probably of all time in Impact Wrestling. Josh Alexander, no respect. And Deanna having an amazing knockouts championship reign that, yes, sadly had to end near the end of the year, but the entire year before 2021 was a perfect year for both of these wrestlers and they're getting no respect from either you know i got your boy josh alexander at a very respectable 87 <laughs> i mean ladies for some reason put roderick strong that high he's not in the 100 ladies he's not in the 300 but josh alexander made it in the top 88 you know that's at least a number on the top 100 but it still is disappointing to me that they're not even considered in the top 10 either 
Sad. Dude. I don't know if I would put them in the top ten. Like, and I love Josh Alexander, but I I, I bring this up, Gino. It's like you, you, you highway miles. I mean, we're talking impact wrestling. When you're trying to equate that to Roman Reigns, Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson, Bianca, Bobby, Hangman, Becky, Mox, Edge. Like, where does Alexander fit in that? Listen, what I'd say is, again, you and I know that Kenny Omega had an amazing gear with Impact more than he did at AEW. He well, I didn't say, hold on, I didn't say that. <laughs> he had better matches in Impact than he did I didn't say that either. I'll say his championship matches Impact, he looked a lot better than he did in AEW. Great We're job gonna... identifying that, please. He was trying to build an alliance <laughs> right there with that one line, and you immediately shut it down. You Sorry. and I both know. So, yes, Gino, I did watch Impact, and it does go into his overall report card, but it's not something that I would say he was better in Impact than AEW. There was no exploding rings in Impact. Yes, there was no fake exploding rings that were not working properly. But again, with Josh Alexander, when you look at his matches the entire year, no bad matches. All these people, you could see like maybe some snooze or some possibilities, and you could be like, ah, we don't need to see this one. With Josh Alexander, when you see him wrestle, your eyes are glued, you're focused on it. You fucking have to watch it because of how amazing he I is. know he's talking about Josh Alexander, but we should put Macklin on just based on what he said. <laughs> I forgot about Macklin. And Gino, all right, take number 62 here. Suzuki, right? <laughs> Suzuki had a better year than Josh Alexander. He took over two continents, and you're putting Josh Alexander top 10? I would put Josh Alexander in my top 10, for sure. Oh. Really? We need a Geno 10 or a Geno 100 because it would be radically different. Like, you're, all of your schizophrenic personalities would be arguing with each other. Like, Bandito number one. No, Cardona number one. Like, you would legit have just a bunch of commas of all the guys that are number one. There'd be like 18 dudes because how is Ninja Mac not number one? So it's got to be tough for, tougher for you, Gino, because I watch WWE and I love it. I watch AEW. I love it. I watch Impact. I don't watch it as frequently as the others. I did watch. I would say I watched 90% of all the episodes last year. And I, I love Josh Alexander, but he was wrestling in Impact. It's not. It's it's Impact. It's a smaller building. There's There was no people in it for a lot of the time. I had to listen to Matt Stryker during the matches. So as far as an overall presentation, I just look at Impact as how do we have anyone from Impact in the top 10? And I can understand. Again, I can agree with that to an extent because, again, he was just wrestling Impact again because early 2021 was still kind of during COVID times where we are like, oh, you can't really go out. But then throughout the year when he was finally work other promotions, in the end of the year, we had an amazing mixed gender match with him and Ruby Soho, which was a fucking classic worth watching. Wait, who had this match? Who, what did you say? Josh Alexander, Ruby Soho. You said it was classic. Yes, an instant classic for a mixed-gender wrestling match. Hell yeah, those are my favorite. I love a good mixed-gender wrestling match. You know what? We might have to rearrange this guy. No. Uh, okay, so Gino, no Josh Alexander. Do you have any issues with the people that are on it, though? Do you think, like, what? Why does Vleeties even like Bobby Lashley? Because he didn't Gino, even... Hook is 20 spots above <laughs> Josh Alexander. <laughs> Hook had one match. He has a gay haircut, and he beat your boy by 20 spots. What do you think of that, motherfucker? That's again. That's you having your bias, which is fine. Again, what really made Hook's match over was his dad on commentary. Actually, that was the only thing that really put that match over. His what dad knew how to call the son's yam back. How did he get him over? He called every single move. 
he actually was doing the play of like putting every move over. All right, name everything. one of the moves. I can't remember one. He had the El Camino, bro. You don't remember the El Camino? You don't remember Red Drum, which he then said it was the, again, originally was the uh, task mission, the fucking, what was the original name? Katahajime. But again, he said he names it the Red Drum. He said the Northern Light Suplex, the North South Choke. He had called. Wait, so he didn't say movie. one name of one movie. Made up a bunch of new ones. These trademark names ruin wrestling, Gino. They're not real move names. The Elevator isn't the name of that move. Listen, it's the name that I will always go by because Matt Morgan deserves more respect. <laughs> is he on my list? Is, did, did I get Matt Morgan involved? Because he is one of my favorite wrestlers ever. I think when we did a fire up your peacock, I did realize Matt Morgan's way better than people give him credit for. No, so. he says move names. I mean, ladies, he does move. <laughs> this is Staff Boy, I think. Dude, they say move names. He called the Taja Maja Hey the North South Rebound. That's not the fucking move. That's no, I said the Katahajime, which was the original name of the Taz mission, which now... Mr. What, what did the commentator say, Gino? What did they call it? Well, Taz called it the Red Trip. He also yeah, did the fact, El Camino. I'd rather hear Michael Cole say Classic Taz or Vintage Taz. <laughs> That's more accurate of a name than the Red Rum. Call it the Tajamajna Hey. Like it is. I, I thought we were talking about how Taz was trying to get Hook over. Like, I don't know what happened to this oh, conversation. Well, Gino thinks he got him <laughs> over by making up move names for him. Oh, he said every move name. Gino, you, that doesn't make sense. He didn't say one move name. Ladies, what's your finisher? Oh, I the gunslinger. Me and Chris Harris, we're the same guy. We both go to WWE, get way fatter and drunker, and we never wrestle again. So I was loving picking up dudes, spinning this way, and then dropping them. Although, you know who does that really, really well? I like when uh, it seems like your boy, Happy Corbin, figured it out. He like would stop in midair and then do the end of days. That would be the best version of that ever. He just finished it for me. That's my finisher. Mine's the down, down, up, up, but you know what? It's the red room. Yeah, it's the Red Room now. I call it that. I also call it the El Camino, and I hope it gets you over, Kevin, because I think that's important. Gino, what do you think about Big E? Do you think he's top tenner? Or t- I have him at number 11, respectable. He had a big year. That's, I would probably agree with the limit. Big E did have an amazing right year when he finally did win the belt that he deserved for all this time, finally getting recognition. But again, I don't know about top 10. 11, perfect place, I think, for Big E. You don't think he had a great top? Okay, Gino, we're with you. Now, Kevin, I'm a little shocked by this one. I have Eddie Kingston at 16. I did that for both of us because I was like, Kevin likes this fucking guy. I'll put him in the top 20. He seems to have a lot of good promos, and I remember a lot of the things he says. Uh, I don't really like his matches, but his character work. Gino always tries Lux to Lux says, take that mid-carter out of the top 10 v leaders. Which one? I'm not taking Edge out of the top 10, okay? Edge is a top 10 guy. So, Gino, what, am I wrong? Is Eddie Kingston not 16? Listen, I agree that Eddie Kingston should be in this top 20 position. He was an amazing wrestler. He was one of the best in this entire year. But here's what I got to say we're talking about 16. We have Ruby Soho, Ruby Riot. When during this time of 2021, we had Billy Chaos with her. Do you remember this? Do we remember 2021 actually all the way through when she was just in a tag division where they didn't do anything with her? And you're just like, oh, her debut gives her up right there at 16. That doesn't Ever been on a roller coaster, you dumb fuck? You, you got to go up the fucking roller coaster to get down. And we were going up slowly for months. And once we got to the top, the train took off, ladies. Yeah, I, I agree with, uh, like, her work in AEW is what we're grading. I mean, clearly it's not like her. And I will say her her time in WWE does make us long for a better treatment of her. We were, like, she was one of the people when she got fired 
Like, I wasn't, you know, Gino's sometimes worried about these people. He's like, oh, they're out of work. But I I look at it like, no, she's free. Like, this is perfect. She's going to do great in Impact Wrestling. I can't wait. And then she released those cryptic videos. She was doing, that guy, why would you go to a gas station or a convenience store and not take your fucking keys with you? So he just goes inside, probably picks up some pork rinds and a vape. And then, oh, my car's gone. I don't know what happened. And then she was listening to State Champs. All of this stuff is top one material, Gino. So in Gino, this girl's living room. Remember when she was on Renee Young's The Sessions? Ladies, it's not oral sessions anymore. She found out that means sucking dick. <laughs> so now she changed the name to The Sessions. But to address Eddie Kingston, this guy's an overachiever. I mean, 23. What a spot for this fat, useless fuck for this DNA reject. And he did it all in one fucking promo, ladies. That CM Punk promo that I should have sent to Charles Hamilton. Instead of that dumb MJF promo to Bret Hart that I sent. I got to send the Eddie one to Charles tonight now. But at 4 a.m., that just did be like, my midnight is noon. Like, I only text people at between 2 and 4, ladies. You get the special ones. But, yeah, Eddie at 23, top 25. I mean, not bad for a guy who's never won. Yeah, he does seem to not win the matches. Unless he's on Dark a lot, Gino. Is he like a Dark Hall of Famer? Listen, I'm going to actually tell you right now. I'm going to go on to AEW's website, which has the fucking... Match rankings, the match ratings. I'm gonna tell you his win loss record. Oh, right. thank you so I'm much. Going to. I'm, Ladies, so, I'm gonna go with them. I'm so glad they do that for us. I'm so glad they keep track of all that stuff. So, Kevin, you had Tony D'Angelo at number thirteen. Is is this because he's Italian? Is this because you like his outfit, or is this because you loved him in the War Games? I think you did a couple favors, you know. Maybe I did a couple <laughs> favors back. This is a spot that was well earned on screen and off, ladies. More questions you ask, the more confusing it'll get. He put Mock in a trunk, ladies. The guy got put into the, the lake, and then he kicked the trunk open and swam out with with a broken arm. You saw the separated shoulder and the, when, when he showed up on Lash Legend in a sling. Ladies, this is the best shit that happened all year, remember? <laughs> when we had the media tour, we had a video called Tony D'Angelo's Media Tour, and it had the Lash Legend appearance. And then he was on something else, too. I don't know. We had nothing but promos from this guy, and we were able to love wrestling based only on those. Vignettes, ladies. When's the last time we had a good vignette when Chavo was white? Yo, classic. Kerwin White promos, top tier. Because, yeah, Tony D'Angelo really was – he kind of saved 2.0 in a lot of ways while 2.0 was still watchable. And it was kind of nice to have something to enjoy because it did feel like, oh, God, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. And then Tony D, it was fun for us to see him. Now, I know my best friend Steve does not enjoy Tony D, and I think Larson agrees with him. But I think – Also, well, with with Tony, I think Braun Breaker's to blame because Braun Breaker had an amazing year, and he's up really high. I don't know if you guys will have an issue with his spot because Gino's an indie guy, and he probably wants another indie indie guy there, a real one. So with with Braun where he was, I'm like, Tony D'Angelo was like twice as good. Like, he's the guy who should have been the champ. Like, he's he's a paisan, Vliti. So I think we got to blame Rex Steiner a little. Yeah, so that's a good question. So, Gino, what I have up now is 10 through 20 on the screen. Now, there are some shockers for when I look at Kevin's list, when I look at my list, even I go, why did I have so-and-so right there? But is there any names that leap off that are like, what? Why is this person on these uh, this, in this area? Listen, I do agree that to an extent, Barbie's like a little bit shocked that Tony D'Angelo is above Braun Breaker because, again, I thought that the entire story that Braun Breaker was having with Tommaso Trump, even though, yes, it was 
not original. I thought it was actually really well done, and the entire build-up for Braun to finally be champion was actually well executed. We had the War Games match, which Tony D'Angelo had, like, like what, tactically, like, half of a spot when we had people like Grace and Waller and Braun Breaker had a bigger spot in that War Games match where they got over. I Is mean, that a critique? Thought- that was an interesting call-out. I want to go back to that. You said... The Braun Breaker Chompa thing is not original. Was it was that a critique that people were giving that rivalry? Like, oh, we've already seen this. It wasn't something I don't think that people have really seen, like that they've talked about. I just thought to myself, like, it's not technically original. The whole idea, like a young champion trying to go after break the old company, the old guard to finally be like the new champion. I'm okay. thinking I just, just from my perspective. Ladies, I, I think Gino might be getting worked a little. Like I, I think Braun had an amazing year. He's the face of two what a great job, but he still kind of sucks. Like, when we see him with his dad, he sucked. When we see his promo, we're thinking, that kind of sucks. Like, why can't you just wear the the paint splatter bleedy shirt from uh, Monday? Or, <laughs> yeah, that was what, yesterday. And be the 2.0 paint splatter guy. Look like a Steiner brother from the 80s. Don't wear a Triple H's denim jacket ever again. And also, Braun kicked the fucking NXT logo. He kicked the black and gold. Points deducted. Yeah, I do kind of think uh, with Braun, at least, he had that botch with, was that this year, though? I, either way, I look at Braun Breaker as he is being shoved down our throats, and we're kind of liking it, but there is other aspects, and you brought up Grayson Waller, like there's other guys in NXT that might be better than Braun Breaker, but we're just going with Braun Breaker. He's the biggest, he's the most McMahon out of all of these guys, so we're going to make him the top one, and I like him in 18 just as far as, yeah, he is the main guy in NXT now, but I even have Ciampa at 19. Like I looked at that feud. I looked at NXT. I was worried. I mean, it kind of is now, but when they were announcing, Oh, well, 2.0 is here. The, the old era is dead. We're going to make this better. And when Ciampa won the belt, it kind of felt like, no, this place is safe. It's in good hands. It's in Ciampa's hands. So grit Vano says WWE just loves force feeding. Oh, us. they're forcing us hard. They're really forcing us to take, you it, know, so. maybe you can agree with me on this. Cause ladies, you're talking about Ciampa. And I was about to say, well, he can't be above Gargano, but I have him above Gargano. Think about what Gargano did. Remember that farewell speech? I mean, didn't he become the soul of NXT and Ciampa was just kind of a remnant? Like, oh, yeah, I remember his era. He's black and gold, kind of. So, But Gargano was the one Gino fell in love with more. I feel like we need to put asterisks on Ciampa and Gargano. I can't believe you had him as high as you did. All but I think Gargano says like Kevin's top 20. Though. Kevin, oh, Kevin's top 20. He's He says, I, I, Kevin's top 20. That's what he does. Yeah, I don't even know where I had Gargano because I guess what I thought of his year, it was really spent hanging out with Indy and Candice and Dexta. And, as, you know, and that stuff was okay, but I didn't think it was better than than the Ciampa stuff. And was the Bronson Reed angle, was that also last year? I kind of like that too. But, um yeah, Gargano had he did he, he had a great year. I don't know why I just neglected it. Maybe because the way it ended, I was like, you know what, get the fuck out of here. But Gino, it's, where's it's Gargano? Gino, I'm sorry to interrupt okay. you, Gino. Also, I apologize to the people because now Gino won't get to talk for a little longer. So, all oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Spliff. I'm sorry. The more words I say, the longer we have to wait till Gino talks. I mean, what the fuck? But ladies, I'm surprised you have them in the top twenty. I mean. These guys are, uh, again, they're both kind of remnants in a way. I mean, they yeah. both got overwritten by Braun. Wouldn't you think that, like, you have them above even The Miz or a Sasha Banks? 
<laughs> I don't even know if I had Miz or Sasha on my list. I think that was the one you called out when you're like, you don't even have Sasha. And I just like hit me like, oh my God, I don't have Sasha Banks on this list. I'm like Maria Taylor when she did not have Anthony Davis on her list. How and about a Jungle Boy? How do you take these indie NXT remnants and put them above Jungle Boy who won that? He had a concerto coming of age match. He had a uh, battle royale win. Like, isn't he more of a better little guy to root for? He probably, but I think for, for me, comparing, I was watching a lot of NXT 2.0 when it started, and Ciampa was the main guy, and he was, I was watching a top guy. Jungle Boy, uh, and a lot of, I love Jungle Boy, but him, him hanging out with Christian, and you know, he did the chair shot, and we're, we're always waiting for him to take that next step. He regresses immediately every time. We, like, he'll have a great episode, and then two bad ones, and we're like, okay, he'll figure this whole thing out. But even looking at him, you know, I had Moose at 18. Is that too high for Moose? Like, now I'm even looking. At, he finally he finally won the belt. He had an amazing bound for glory. I thought him losing to Rich Swan earlier in the year was the biggest travesty in wrestling history. So you're throwing messes on my lap tonight, Fleeties. I mean, this Moose will be a mess, but also now Gargano's definitely moving up. But Champa has to move up because where you put him, and Gargano's going to be above him. So whatever we see tomorrow or when the final list is on, have grit's going to blow uh, blow my own mind. But Moose, Fleeties, come on. He ruined Josh Alexander's title win. If Josh Alexander, Josh Alexander should have been that high if Moose didn't ruin it. Moose ruined the both of each other. What did he do before all that? He didn't do nothing. We were all watching Will Hobbs, and then Moose showed up in October. Well, and I, now this is all blending together. Maybe Gino can can help on this one. He was the fake TNA World Heavyweight Champion, which I loved that. I loved him carrying around the belt. I thought his work with Rich Swan, where they unified the belt to take on Kenny Omega, was that 2020, Gino, or was that 2021? I was right there, 2021. It was setting up to it because I believe Hard to Kill was Moose and Rich. Oh, then th that was awesome then. So, yes, I do. I, I think a lot of them, I was rooting for Moose a lot throughout the year because I kept thinking, how do we get the belt on Moose? How do we get it off Rich? This needs to be Moose for Omega, Moose for Omega. So I spent so much time wanting Moose to be the top guy, and he was, he should have been the champion. Bird, you were spent time wanting, well, Randy Orton at RK Bro. And Orton is still a wrestler. You're putting Moose at 18, wanting him to be a top guy. I also remembered WrestleMania with Randy, and that tainted it for me. I was having trouble moving him in the top 20 because all I could see was Alexa with black shit running down her head. Everybody knows I'm not a fiend guy. I'm a fiend guy now. I hope he shows up tomorrow night. But like, Did you hear what he is? They, it's somebody not him. It is, Gino. Who is it, Brody? Brian Hendrick. It's Slappy, dumbass. No, he's Read a known. He's announced you fucking retard. Gino, I'm going to fucking take your wheelchair from you for a week. You're suspended. You're going to sleep on your bed now for a week. So even though it's announced, it's not a debut? No, it's meaning it's we know that. On, on top of the... There's a graphic for it, you fucking mark. There's literally a graphic of slappy kids are just as bright and just as talented. There's a white graphic kids. of Brian Kendrick versus some mark already online. We know that. On top of that, there's a leak, Gino of somebody being flown in that's debuting. Brian Kendrick doesn't fucking matter. Just like Jay Lethal doesn't fucking matter, and it took you a month to learn that. Listen, he does matter. Listen, Slappy deserves more respect than you're getting credit for. He's Brian an agent. Kendrick. He's a coach. He's not going to wrestle. When was his he name? Wait, when was his name Slappy? It was early on during his time, during developmental. He came in, he was Slappy. He didn't have that rap battle with Johnson. He called himself Slappy as reference. He was, he was Spanky. 
Spanky, right? Spanky, slappy, safety. Slappy oh, Gino, you don't even watch. You weren't even alive back then. I thought Gino was Spanky. Uh, Gino, Gino, do you want us to call you Spanky moving forward? No, I'm okay without me being connected to Brian Kendrick right now. He's got an amazing match with Mox, so I'm looking forward to it. Well, Slappy wasn't his name, so you could be Slappy. I could be. It would be reminding me of Slapjack, which is good. I kind of want to call Sean Waltman Slappy from now on. So, Slappy, I didn't have Adam Cole in my top 20. Am I just sleeping, or was I really annoyed by him versus Kyle O'Reilly? What what do you think, Slap? I do think like you work on this point with how some of their matches work, especially at three stages of hell to not end the way we both would expect from a man who is one-armed contested winning <laughs> at the end. So, again, it was something that did disappoint us. But I think like Adam Cole did have a really good year this year. Again, I don't think it was bad. Again, I do think Ciampa might be a little bit better since again, he stayed as the heart of NXT while Gargano was still the soul. Similar to <laughs> Cedric Alexander and Ali were the heart and the soul of 205 Live. You're what? the bowel. <laughs> so, well, they were the heart and soul? I thought Tony Nese and Arya Davari and August Gray and Ari Sterling and Asher Hale, I thought they were the heart and the soul. They eventually became the original heart and soul was Cedric and Ali. That's why that one WrestleMania, they had that one-on-one match where one was the heart, one was the soul. It was amazing. Wasn't that like five years ago? They're, they're, are they still the heart? What do you say? I'm always... I'm always going to remember that. That's because like it was an amazing contest. It was the start. It was the hopefulness of two or five live. But then that was yeah. That was in New Orleans. That was a long time. Yeah, Slappy, you remember it well. I forgot it. Okay, uh, so I had Randy Orton at number twenty-one. Kevin Adam at twenty-seven. So not not too different there. Now you like King Xavier, Kevin. That's one that I wanted to ask you about. So he I'm did win on Eddie Kingston's win loss from Gino. Yeah, Gino. and it's all tag matches. Gino, it's all Moxley wins. Listen, okay, so I'm telling you right now, he did have quite a few matches on Dark, which, again, that was the first thing I was going to make sure it was his Dark matches. Nice. He had about 18 matches on Dark last year. Whoa, is that so a let lot? let me tell you, some of them, most of them were... It's more than Slappy. <laughs> Way more than Slappy. Right now, right now, he's had more matches than Spanky has, but Spanky's going to be coming up tomorrow night. It's going to be amazing. He's probably going to work a match on Rampage did a match on. You know, are you loving talent relations on BTE, Christopher Daniels? It is a really good fucking gimmick. Yes, I just I hate that they had the whole Dark Order on the entire show besides Daniels this week. Well, let me go on a Rampage. <laughs> let me see what. Okay, Eddie thank did. you, Gino. This is great. Okay, so Gene uh, Slappy, I need your help again. Okay, that was amazing coverage of Eddie Kingston. I'm glad we did that together. I really am. So I had Adam Cole at 25, so I'm not too far off. But, Kevin, King Xavier, uh, I thought you didn't like King Woods. He comes in at, at 20. This motherfucker. <laughs> this guy brought back the King of the Ring. He pitched it. And then he won it, and then he recreated himself in a way Kofi couldn't years prior. It's amazing that all of New Day had better runs than Kofi's world title run after his world title run. We didn't have to bring out our kids like Big Swole and Kofi. We just made new characters like Seth freaking Rollins would, you know? So we had uh, this amazing King Xavier. We just never got the heel turn, ladies. We used him as fodder for the Usos. And we should have. We never did the forced kneel. Remember, I was saying we should have had an Uso hold up each arm. Paul Heyman bend one, one of his knees as Roman holds up the crown or breaks it in front of him. 
Well, we did everything except the force, Neil, so it was still good. Well, we never did. We, we have not gotten the New Day breakup or the heel turn. Like we're tr- we're really holding off on that. I don't. I know that you know it's not necessary, I guess, but we're always right there. I feel where there were several moments where I thought Xavier could have turned into a, a, a great heel in this gimmick because yeah, King Harley Race, King Booker, King Sheamus, all the great kings, King Regal. Like it just makes sense for that character to be a villain. And maybe we will get there when he returns. Isn't he injured now? Didn't, didn't something really he wasn't in the rumble. So after all those amazing matches, he better be. I mean, remember the <laughs> matches he had? I mean, that shitty Finn Balor guy who we might have to take off the list. He's somewhere down in the Josh Alexander area, Gino. He doesn't count anyway. Says right? move Sheamus up higher up. <laughs> Rich Holland should be on this list. I don't know if he made mine. But uh, yeah, with the matches, Xavier had that finisher of Lidis. Gives him a couple extra spots right away. A little old school elbow off the top rope or off the rope itself. Amazing. And I'm, I'm looking at this list. We do. I, I think this is where it really starts to go. Gino must have been in my head. Uh, Tyla was in your head. Like you have 24 Sammy Guevara. You don't see Sammy on my list till the 41. So you've been able to forgive this guy. Is it the, the Ty Conti stuff? Did that win you over? Well, t- Ty got punished. I mean, because <laughs> Ty, we, I have a very bubble approach, please. This is right after the curtain call. And take Conti right now. She's the one not leaving. She's not champion. She's going to get pushed down on the list for, for what she did this year with Sammy. Now, Sammy, of course, is the diabolical one. And Tay had that amazing entrance with the Brazilian flag. She should be higher. And Sammy maybe should be lower. But look what he did, Fleeties. He got put in a trash can by Matt Hardy. And how did he recover? He became the young stud of Tony Khan. He's, this guy's like 10 Dante Martins in Tony Khan's eyes. And we know how much Tony Khan wants Dante Martin's ass. How many times he's had Dante Martin's ass. Sammy's everything they want Hook to be as far as a faggy teeny bopper. He has hair that's just as gay, but it's acceptable socially. Sammy does. Hook still isn't acceptable socially. Sammy's kind of sexy, ladies, from the right angle. Uh, so he's a heartthrob. He's got that. I mean, he can't cut a promo, but man, tell me you weren't you weren't off your couch when he pinned Sean Spears at the end of that stadium stampede. His promos are great during commercial breaks because he got the cue cards. I'm loving that. He's mastered that. That's very entertaining. I'm sometimes I'm like, I want to hear about this gain, this new gain detergent, but I want to see what Sammy's gonna do next. I, I looked at I think maybe the inner circle has just Soured me on all those guys. Like Jake Hager did not make my list. I know he's very popular among a lot of our a lot of our listeners. But doesn't it feel like Inner Circle was for Sammy? Did Jericho yeah. handpick him before the Orange Cassidy handpicking for the feud? Like it all he's the one who came out of it looking great, and everyone else is mad at Jericho in storyline and real life. Yeah, I think he did come out. Well, he was on some show where he was talking about. Yeah, he wanted. He picked Jake first, and he picked. No, he didn't pick Jake because he was going to get another big guy. I think well, he, he needed a heater, Vlady. Yes. So even if he picked Jake first, that's not the same. He wanted Sammy though. That was his big thing. Was like I can work with Sammy, and then I don't think he had Santana and Ortiz in mind until they had signed in the Young Bucks. Who was the original tag team again? Wasn't there another one? Yeah, it was. It wasn't Private Party. Who? Cheat, uh, Slappy. Who was it supposed to be? <laughs> I actually don't remember his. It was whole a discussion. good one, though. It might. I don't want to say Briscoes. Was it Briscoes, Gino? I thought it was Briscoes because I think they were still signed with ROH. And I don't think they would go anywhere. Gino oh, did you, was the good brother. That was the whole plan. Yeah. Good brothers oh, good together. brothers. Gino, how excited were you when they announced the Briscoes for the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame? This is big news. ROH has a Hall of Fame too now. Because even though you're going to shut down operations for three months, we got something to celebrate. Do you think it's a wise pick, Gino? 
course, the Briscoes are an absolute wise pick. They've been there since pretty much the beginning as probably their star tag team, staying together even when they feuded, having these amazing classics, and they have a reason to be in this hall. No worries, Bleedies. There won't be the main event of it. CM Punk obviously agreed if they're doing this at all. So he's going to be announced eventually or the surprise. Obvious, the main class guy. Oh, they, yeah, it's going to be a, just like WWE, like six or seven. Uh, we got to have a celebrity wing, obviously. Cheeto, did you watch GCW where they announced that the Briscoes were from Sandy Hook, Delaware? Yes, I did watch that the guy did not fucking announce him properly of the real estate there. Because I, I believe he was just tired because, again, it was the main event. They were the main event tag team, and he just didn't care, I guess, yeah. at the end because he was just waiting for Nick Gage to come out at the end to have his whole spiel that he does every time Nick Gage comes. I don't know I'm talking to people that have Deanna Perrazzo about Bobby Lashley and Matt Cardona. You indie kids should know Matt Cardona broke more barriers than Deanna this year, please. I had Bobby Lashley in the top 10. So <laughs> Never mind. Bobby Lashley had an amazing year. Mid Cardona, although he did have a good year, there wasn't a lot of it for me to sample. Now, I know Gino will go to cage match and say he wrestled 55 times, but when you wrestle at Jersey All Pro and I don't see it, that does not count on my list. Now, maybe I insulted Gino by putting Dewdrop above Deanna. Look, I love that Dewdrop. I love the name. Bleedy, she made it her own. And, and uh, yeah, I like the way that they even debuted it. Now she's not getting rid of it. We already got a Piper, damn it. We don't have room for another one. But see, Gino, as much as I love Josh Alexander, he had to fall in behind Moose and Deanna. Is that because he didn't have – he had the moment of winning the belt. And I know I, – I think I brought this up. I hated the build for that match where they were doing the Bobby Roode. They were doing the uh, the Shawn Michaels. Let's show his personal life. Let's make him a Let's make him a human, make him relatable. Or he was already the ass kicker. He was the walking weapon. And then they turned him into like, I don't know, just the fucking Wheaties box guy. So uh, – uh, is that wrong? Is Josh Alexander Impact's third best representative? I do feel he's a, at least up there in the top three. Yes, again, he could be number two again because he was really good. Because again, the whole reason again we understand now in hindsight the reason why they were making this family man is because we wanted to make Moose the biggest heel. So again, it was perfect. The way they did it made perfect sense for it the story. Sucked. You know, it was globally local. We had a good white baby face with white meat baby face. I mean, not white, of course. He had that amazing Kurt Angle head. I watched that shit. I'm a new guy. It's Bombful Glory. We all come back 10 years later for Bombful Glory. And we saw a champion crown we thought we could care about. And then, oh, same old Moose. We already knew him. Josh Alexander was new, Vleeties. He should have won it, kept it. Yeah, I wanted to see a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a run with with the belt. He could even drop the belt, you know, at the next event, you know. But it was a fun way to end the show. I do agree that yeah, having his family in the ring did make it more dramatic. But they could have been in the ring anyway. We already know his wife. We know it already would have made sense. We didn't. I did it. love that moment with the little boy girl. Yeah. We don't know <laughs> looking at, looking up at the scary black man. Now, if what Josh Alexander should have kipped up and super kicked him and took the belt back. I mean, I, we needed that moment with the family, but we also needed Josh to keep the title. Also, ring announcing not tiring, Gino. Did you, Sandy Fork, Delaware? Come on, you, it's one word. He he messed it up. It, unprofessional. GCW needs to get their shit together. Okay, so yes, absolutely, I'm loving it. I had Josh Alexander in my top thirty. Uh, did I not love? I didn't love on Orange Cassidy. I really, I had him at thirty-eight, so I'm not way off. Uh, Gino, I have Jericho up. I know you don't like Jericho. 
Uh, Mickey James made Kevin's list. This is perfect. I don't think I even had Austin Theory. Ladies, your list sucks. Why are you even looking at yours? Scroll back over to mine. Yeah, let's just do the <laughs> Kevin list. You don't even have Nick Jackson yet. I mean, look, Nick Jackson, number 30, motherfucker. <laughs> he beat out Darby Allen. You don't, you don't even have Darby yet. What? I definitely had Darby way sooner. And you had this obsession with Nick Jackson this year. Is this because when he was injured a few years ago, they showed him doing burpees and it looked awesome? Hey, it's your tag team of the decade. It's your obsession. <laughs> I'm just jumping on your bandwagon late. So yes. all that stuff that made Matt Jackson good goes for Nick because he's the better one. Now, Matt made the list, too, because he's the BTE stud. He wears Hawaiian shirts and Nikes, and that fucking uh, tires more. Uh, what is it? It's like more trademark than John Cena's. I can't think of words today. But Nick Jackson, we love him. And remember, he's in the Young Bucks, your favorite team. Yes, I do enjoy me some Young Bucks every once in a while. Sometimes they wrestle MJF and Jericho at pay-per-views, and it's the worst. But other times they wrestle uh, the Lucha Bros, and it's awesome. Remember so, when they put nails on their shoes? Oh, I do. Well, and then remember when you had Cody at 38, and I, I don't know. I don't remember. We're, we're done with my list. This is the new official list. You have Cody behind Nia, so you really enjoyed Nia's work this year. Yeah, well, I feel like Nia is so forgotten just because once she was out, you all wanted to forget her. It's like she never existed. And I, I like her and shit. I can't remember what she even did. I remember her screaming with her arm. I remember screaming her, her screaming with her hole. And you all were so quick to not remember that. Nia Jax was our best woman. And then Charlotte had to be once Nia was gone. Well, and uh, I do remember her and Shayna were holding the Thunderdome era together quite a bit. When they were the women's tag champs, they were wrestling Raw and SmackDown very regularly. They even went to NXT a few times. So they definitely remember were. Remember when she beat up Charlotte? I'm sorry I'm interrupting you like Gino. No, I loved <laughs> I, I remember what, well, even the stuff with Reggie was really funny when she was doing it. So she definitely had a great year, and I enjoy her work. And you're right, like, we forgot about her, and it was kind of a shocking release. Like, they were never going to release her. But now that she's gone, I will. she's definitely missed, right? Why is Lip Morgan so high? I'm putting asterisks. Gee, ladies, I didn't proofread this section. I don't trust any of these 30s. Now that Lib Morgan's there. XOGJFC yet- says Bailey literally carried during the Thunderdome. How is Bailey not on our list, ladies? Did she miss the whole year? And why is Deanna below Liv? I might have messed up a couple times. I, I remember her doing ding dong hello at WrestleMania with, with NWO. And like she was there, but I don't remember her wrestling matches. So that's why she's not on these lists. Liv, I don't think I had Liv until like the 90s. And I know that it was. She had the match with Becky that we really loved. We enjoyed the promo packages. But other than that, this is the, the the bias I think I was talking about with Gino with Ruby. Like her her work in WWE was useless. Like she didn't do anything all year out oh, WWE. She was the whole time. But the the and until September, I didn't know what Liv Morgan was up to. So yes, you have our little high. But that this is the final list, everybody. This is this is it. Ladies, number eighty is now Bailey, and uh, your boy uh, Boogs is off. Karrion Cross goes to a hundred. Finn Balor moves to 81, etc. Bailey is obviously just below Matt Hardy, who is just below Enzo. So Bailey deserves love for laughing uh, on all the screens in the Thunderdome. That might not have been 2021, but I like to think it was. And I love Malachi Black. And I was worried because I was re-listening to, I think, two weeks ago when I brought up Malachi Black as an all-star of AEW. And you and, and Slappy weren't sold. Slappy, do you still think that Malachi is not... An, an, an all-star of All Elite Wrestling? Listen, the all-star of All Elite Wrestling during that entire time, because again, 2021 was a good debut he had, but again, the person that really came out 
really on top is Cody. Cody still is better than Malachi Black, which is good that he's above Malachi Black. So, again, I do think that the position he's in at 40, I think is perfect. AJ Styles got too much love, ladies. Then again, his home ass shit was fun, I guess. The breakup was a little fun for three weeks. But how is he beating Cody? Cody had a fun year. I love AJ Styles, but he did have to babysit a moss all year. Like, that's what his gimmick was, was I just, I handled this guy. He was on callee duty for a whole year. And even the breakup wasn't satisfying. At least in my world, it wasn't. Because I was expecting, oh, they're going to break him up. They're going to have an epic match at Royal Rumble or some shit. It's like, no, they had an eight-minute match with no commercial breaks on a Raw. Like, Rizzo Gritvano says, I'm highly enjoying the TWFS wrestling rankings. Oh, Dude, Rizzo, we're moving Cody up above Christian. And everyone now moves down a spot from there. Obviously, Cody's above Christian. I'm sorry, ladies. No, I agree with you. And Christian was even an Impact World Champion. But you look at what his his big debut and return and outwork everyone and matches with Kazarian. And then it just turned into I'm mentoring Jungle Boy. Like, I left WWE. I could be having matches with Boogs. But instead... I'm mentoring Jungle Boy and hanging out with Luchasaurus. Like, that's what he just turned into. So, and I love Luchasaurus. He's on my list, obviously, at number one. So, uh, I love it. Mandy Rose gets some shine on your list, 42. She had an awesome year, clearly. She completely reinvented herself. She's super sexy. Oh, ladies, this is where it gets super easy, especially since Mox is getting bumped up. We established that earlier. He's too low. He had that amazing year. But, I mean, these all these bumps, I mean, come on. They put themselves in order, basically. It does feel a little bit like that, especially Dante. And now, I'm, now that I'm reading Ciampa, it's like, yeah, I'd probably put them in the same level. They had the same year. Jungle Boy clearly. Damien almost makes it into your top fifty. I don't. I did not have Sasha nor Miz on my list. I don't know why. I'm just sleeping. But you have Johnny Gargano behind the Miz. Oh yeah, the Miz had the zombie fight. He had the <laughs> Damien Priest war. He had the the Jomo with the squirt gun. I mean, Jomo got snubbed by you completely. Yeah. So I think you forgot a lot of the Miz's value. I did. I really blocked a lot of that out of my memory. I was trying to, like, how do we get Damian Priest on these lists? Completely forgetting that he spent the entire first half of the year messing around with Miz. Uh, Miz was pouring paint on Bad Bunny's car. So I definitely was sleeping when I should have been Well, away. Dancing with the Stars counts, too, and I know you watched that. Yes, that should count. It definitely does because I, I, I was rooting for him really hard to win that whole thing and he got eliminated like it was one of those times where all oh, the final the two people up for elimination are both so good how do we choose i'll oh, send the wrestler home look how ashamed you are of your list yeah. you really did hide it you know you forgot jomo you don't want to show us it now. i did not have jomo like i can't even imagine who i had at 50 oh ray mysterio amazing year such a great year he earned the cover of a video game I had him all. Almost at 49. <laughs> Look at Bleedies' hidden list. Jonah? That's why I didn't think it was in order. When I saw Swerve and Jonah, I don't even know who Jonah is, and Swerve sucks. Jonah's Bronson Reed, and it must have been in my brain where I was like, well, they had an awesome match, so them. And because, Gino, wasn't that an, an NXT takeover, like the one before WrestleMania? Didn't they do that match where it ended with Bronson Reed and Swerve? Yes, that was the takeover Stand deliver both nights. That was in 2021. Then we had Swerve finally winning the North America Championship in 2021 with Hit Row. Finally being a champion and having this amazing cypher celebration. And then we had again Swerve 
deserves to be on this list, but he's not for some reason. Until the 40s on your list, which is a perfectly balanced list. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. I'm so worried. Hey, you heard my list. It's perfect in Gino's mind. Says this is exactly where Seamus should be. I will acid bomb you like the Bjork stalker. Oh, gosh. I'm so worried. Where did I have Seamus? We'll find out when we get to it. Swerve definitely must have made mine, but as far as where he goes, Bleedies, you're out of control. He had that amazing start yeah he's down at 91 bleedies that makes sense <laughs> on mine yeah, because we can't forget how it all ended and it was a long end weeks of shit oh yeah well and even him on smackdown i feel like i've blacked out of my memory entirely all of my swerve love comes from nxt whatever happened on the blue show didn't happen in my world uh now i have andrade now i don't think is he on your list did you have love for andrade because i was loving him versus kenny omega in mexico i thought he had really good matches this year and i was just excited to see him leave that wwe bubble yes i loved his breakup with Charlotte, that was a big part of the year. And when he went, when he jumped over with Malachi, those were both huge. And then they both seemed to blend into each other as bizarre, nondescript, kind of dark characters. Here's here's my Malachi mask. I'm Andrade. I'm coming out this black lucha Malachi mask that I take off. And I like the symbolism of it. Like he, I think he takes it, or does he put it on when he comes out? When he comes out the the. Uh, what is that called? <laughs> the curtain. <laughs> when he comes out the curtain in that mask, ladies, he's saying he's not the same man. He's coming out an empty soul. Then he removes the mask to come kill you. So it's fine, but we already have Malachi with black under his eye, and neither one's done anything all that special. They both had Cody feuds, which <laughs> made them kind of blend into each other. So they both had shitty years when they should have had amazing top 10 ever years. Yeah, it was like, we're finally free! We're free! And then, I don't know how it works in AEW, but when you get sucked into Cody Island, you just stay there for a while. I think that's... I think that's the issue here. So I also had Walter here at 52, uh, mainly because of one match, though. Like, it really was. I didn't watch a ton of Walter, so I guess that's probably not a real number. Gino, for you, he's definitely in the top 52, right? Yeah, I would definitely put him in top 50 area right there, especially because it's not just one match again in 2020. He had two matches, Tommaso Ciampa and Ilya Dragunov. Oh, two that's right. The Ciampa match was great, too. I you know, remember, Vladis doesn't have Kyle O'Reilly yet or Gagano yet. So <laughs> Dan Lambert's not even come up for him yet. So we're putting Walter in. Based, it's one match, Gino, let's be honest. So based on the one match, this guy's not even top 100. Listen, it's two matches, and he also had his longest title reign, beating Pete Dunne, that loser. He destroyed that title reign. Uh, Quigley says UK Gino replaced again with listen. <laughs> listen. Listen, <laughs> fuck you, Quigley. <laughs> That's a problem. You're trying to get in my head saying this stuff. Make me question what I say just like you did last time. So, again, we're going to move on. We're going to move on to this non-factor. Ladies put Serena Deeb above Sting, I think. Oh, I think I did. I think I have her above Sheamus. I like Serena Deeb, okay? She had incredible matches. She actually had a character, and I didn't know she would do that. And I her her feud with Hikaru Shida was some of my favorite shit that happened all year. I don't know why. They put it on Dynamite, so I was supposed to enjoy it, and I did thoroughly. Ladies, those Ds there are just ones I wasn't going to even include at all. Now, there's a couple Ds. <laughs> that I ended up having to put, like, Finn Balor got a D. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I got to put him at, like, 90-something. So, but, yeah, those Ds were like, what are you thinking? 
why are they even on the list? That was so I remembered who I'm not putting. You know? oh, okay, good. Because I did wonder what the Ds were. So Swerve did get a D. Jonah is Bronson Reed. And I don't think you liked Bronson Reed. Thunder Rosa, she had a match that's in the book. So I'm not sure about that. Same. Thunder did make it in the end, I think. But early on when I was just building my first 50, I'm like, Thunder Rosa, come on. We still got boogs coming and like shit like that. <laughs> Walter isn't making your list. Cesaro isn't making the list. Uh, Shinsuke, you didn't like Shinsuke at all, huh? He ended up making it maybe. Uh, you, you'll have to, I'll do a search real quick. But no, Nakamura had his manager year. He not only ruined himself, he defaced the title as well. That championship will never matter again. Oh, gosh, I feel so bad because it does seem like I've, I might have put him on this list just for having the Intercontinental title. Like that's Splitmaster a- Sexy says, where is Royal Fatu? He defeated the Visionary. That is true. He did take the Visionary out. And Seth Rollins, he's a scammy dude. So I'm glad somebody finally did it. Hall of Fame 60. Sheamus, Tony D'Angelo, King Woods. These are <laughs> top 20 talents. You're just Hook, Sting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a, what a 60s. That's where the list really begins. <laughs> And you had Rhea, so you had Rhea down here at 68. Now, I feel like I had her really high, and you're the Rhea fan out of us. I had her at 24. So where was the disconnect? What changed for you? Oh, I love this girl. She earned that spot. She bleeds talent. The problem is, is she forgot her outfit one week. She had to wear Damian Priest boxers to wrestle. That was weird. Those weird Valentine's Day with hearts on them. So I guess she, he was the only one her size. Now, she's so great. But I guess, you know, you do have points when you hate her. I just think it's never her fault. However, it still counts when she's doing shitty things and when she's not mattering. She's like two feet taller than every other girl. You can tell she's only not champion because she's a threat to Charlotte's legacy long term. So we got to make her suffer short term. When's Charlotte going to AEW so we can make Rhea our number one girl? Oh, but Ashley Flair is all elite. I will be so happy. I think that would be great for her career. I think we're all ready for it. I'm kind of wondering when she's going to have a child. I know that's like sexist, but I mean, when are you just going to have that baby, take some time off, and go and learn a new hold? I think we're ready for Ladies, that. Rhea Ripley had a nip slip this week, too. I don't know what top she was wearing, but that thing wanted to pop out. And she has the small boobs, Fleeties. That's why she dresses like a guy inside when she's in street clothes with really tight tops like she has no boobs. But when she was out there, her nipple was popping out, and I saw it on thefappeningblog.com. It might be on Wrestle with the Plot 2 as well. Oh, they made a sequel. because <laughs> I'm glad they had a sequel to the Wrestle with the Plot. Gino, what's, where's Ripley on your list? Like, Is she in the 60s or in the 20s? I do think that because the year, her entire story with Charlotte, she would probably be in around the 60s because that was like never-ending win after win, both sides, not really going anywhere with the story. Are you talking about Charlotte versus Rhea match of the year two years in a row? Yes. Oh, my God. Did Rhea ever they beat were- Charlotte? Rhea never beat Charlotte. They were, I thought they had like, like matches where they were technically, it wasn't one-on-one matches, but they've had matches where like Charlotte gets a win, but then Rhea I can't believe you call it never-ending when it's the two best girls we're ever going to get. We're lucky. Listen, that, now Davey is lucky to have those two, yes. Davey's lucky that they have these two really good jacked women who actually look like wrestlers and be in this top position, but at the same time, we're not really using them to help build these future stars like Shotzi Blackheart. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> okay, but either way, um, 
Rhea never beat her. That's what I was saying. That was my point. I thought the storyline was Rhea still never beat Charlotte. Isn't that look at you skirting from Shotzi because you snubbed her? Gino, I didn't snub Shotzi. Shotzi's on my list, ladies. Terrible year for Shotzi. Should have been the the NXT Women's Tag Team Champion. Called up too soon. They didn't know what to do with her. Turner heel one week. Never saw her again. Rest in peace, Shotzi's career. It was nice knowing you. You're just you're not what we're looking for. You're not you're not a diva. But you be Shotzi. Hell- you're top sixty. Don't listen to this misogynist he wants all women to be objects to fuck you ain't some sloppy wet pussy for him to fuck you were raised by bikers and your dad died rest in peace Shotzi's dad you're your own woman Shotzi absolutely we need you Shotzi too bad you went to the main roster too soon I think it ruined her career I really do it's over for her she should have been in NXT saving the the I was gonna say black and gold saving the whatever color it is now Gino I love Shotzi but I didn't think that oh this Rhea and Charlotte thing is really ruining Shotzi's career like I wish Shotzi number 60 on my list look she beat Suzuki she's beating <laughs> Well, that Sasha thing just did feel like a big deal. However, how it ended nullified it, right? Because Shotzi came in like, this girl matters. And then she quickly didn't. Yeah, like, I don't even, I barely, I remember the heel turn and I remember enjoying it. But I also remember thinking, oh, why are we doing Shotzi the heel? Shotzi should be the baby face. But either way, it was like, I got it. It wasn't, I didn't think it was that special. But it really stuck in your head. Like, Rhea Ripley was main event in pay-per-views. And you were like, Shotzi's way better. (laughs) Yeah, why is Shotzi? (laughs) so much higher than real it's that tank it's that fucking tank remember jeff jarrett even complimented it oh we all love the tcp we're all about it but i i I do enjoy that yes shots he had an amazing year way better than suzuki way better than uh, omas with his tag title runs all right please i put the asterisk okay i'm gonna fix it i'm sorry i love it i love it now that's seven like it's still i have kyle there he is i swore when you brought up kyle o'reilly i was like i did not have kyle o'reilly i have to ask (laughs) you so you're you're the baron corbin guy what happened he's not on your list you immediately were like fuck this guy well he he, i actually have him at 99 i don't know if i made it that on the updated version that you have now but uh this he might be 98 on yours. I had to change someone too. Oh, thank goodness. But uh, this Baron Corbin uh, had the worst year of all time. He's still one of my favorites of an era. But this is something I'll never watch again. I'll never like. It's not going to age into something like, oh, now I get it. No, it's just two very talented men that are the worst thing you've ever seen on TV. Really? So, Gino, I, you feel the same way, right? Because I heard you say, like, L- listen, R- Riddick Moss and NXT was great. Like, you don't like you don't like Happy Corbin and Madcap, right? Yeah, I don't feel that them as a tag team is really necessary again. We should have Riddick Moss as a singles guy, not in a tag team. Just be away from Happy Corbin. Have Happy Corbin turn back to Baron or be sad Baron. Move <laughs> I like- Ladies, does this have an AW tinge? Because it seems like when these guys come up, like we have Ridge got paired with Sheamus. We have Matt got paired with Baron. And is it is it like how like the the uh veterans in AEW Jericho pairs up with Orange and Sammy? And then we had a couple others that we were making fun of for a year. Is that something we're seeing on screen, the WWE version? Yeah, I, I think so. Like why why wouldn't you? Like, especially a guy like Ridge, where I don't know what his I, I don't know who he is. I don't really know what his gimmick is. It's just as far as he's a big European guy. Put him with Sheamus. Like, that's what it felt like. And then Madcap, uh, the connection there, he played in the NFL, right, Gino? Yes, he did. Yeah, so I look at that as like, well, two former football players, throw them together. They'll wow, t- I didn't even see that connection. So are they trying to learn from themselves in the sense that Percy Watson didn't have that? He he was on super Superstars by himself. Like, 
<laughs> Sorry, I did a pen hit mid-talking. This is rookie shit I'm doing. Hit the cough button, Gino. Hit the sleep button, motherfucker. But yeah, Bleedies, didn't it seem like they weren't doing that, or am I just a mark who didn't notice? No, it, it seemed like, they. yeah, for a while they weren't. And it's interesting because NXT used to be, we pair you up with a, with a veteran, which, you know, that was season one. But it, it does seem like, hey, you're on the main roster now. Mansoor got to work with Ali. So they definitely are doing that. They're, they're, they're looking at, we want to introduce new characters. What's the best way to do that if we at least pair them with somebody that we know they like? And I don't even necessarily look at Madcap and Happy as just a tag team. I still do look at them as Happy and his friend. Like It definitely still seems a lot like that. So, the whole burning in front of us thing is so interesting and how the, yeah. the approach to it. Because I understand mentorship backstage. But then just to be like, all right, drive, I guess you'll drive together and you're going to be in the storyline together and just pay attention to what Baron does when he's not talking and try to do stuff like that. Like, uh, it's, it, I guess it's more hands on. Uh, what happened to our territories, Fleetius? Bring back the Crockett brothers. We need all WCWs back. Yeah, I, I do watch one. I There's a lot of indie wrestling here in Dallas right now. I don't know if COVID's like, oh, COVID's going away. Let's start a wrestling company. Like It legit has just turned into there's something every weekend, four or five different companies running Dallas. It's very weird. So I think there is a little bit of that coming back. I just, and maybe. Yeah, with- but Bret Hart knows that you can't learn there. Bloodhunter's <laughs> not learning. He's He's reinforcing mistakes. We need the old territories that taught us. Or actually, didn't they still teach the same mistakes? WWE always had their own vision, huh? Yeah, well, and WWE definitely never really played by the rules of the territory. You, they don't even have a world champion. They call it a WWF champion. What an idiot. They don't even have wrestlers. Like Everything about them was so anti-territory. So it's interesting that Brett would go to WWF and say, well, pff, this is where you learn. Like This is it right here. You're not learning shit out there and, and a lot of it is right but you're not learning wwf style you know jericho's book he talks about he never learned how to bump and feed he never learned that he learned you take a move and you sell the move he didn't learn oh i'm the bad guy i'm supposed to take one shoulder block pop up another shoulder block pop up yeah you like learn it like a, a one scolding at a time yeah. and it all comes together into a notebook brian danielson put together of notes from vkm ladies am i the last one on the nzo bandwagon and where's matt hardy for you because i have 78 Enzio, 79 Matt Hardy, and just to give it more context, Rey Mysterio right there at 77. I, this is a nice little area. Maki Ito beat them all. I mean, maybe uh, I'm not putting asterisks for Maki Ito. She deserves it. But Enzio, does he deserve asterisks? I, I think of the entrances, and I know he had a casket match, but it's the entrances with the Amore song that put him here. I think the my, my not even my grief. I didn't watch the MLWs that had Enzo on them. I just didn't see a lot of Enzo. And see, all I saw was two entrances. Like I didn't <laughs> see it either. But I just know he's still there. I know he's still Enzo. I know he's still grinding. Like just the idea of Enzo made the list. You know. Yeah, and and we miss him. And I think that's that's a huge portion that goes into like where we weigh wrestlers in our hearts because Enzo is a guy right now. Like when I'm watching the Royal Rumble and I don't know who's coming out next. I'm ready for that song to hit. I just like, dude, are you you're soft, you're soft. I'm like so ready for that song. He comes darting out. It's so fun to see him again. He's back. He just seems like he still fits in that WWE system. Why why is he why has he been shunned? He was acquitted of all charges. I think he's a stubborn asshole. I'm sure he's uh intentionally missed some calls. He said publicly he wouldn't take them. I think he has too much pride. 
Hit him high. I mean, they did kind of burn him. They Rizzo Gritvano says, can we please bring back Santino Morella? Santino's hurt. He never. He can't wrestle anymore. He has spinal stenosis. He's like Edge. He's, he's going to come back in eight years, and he's going to be yoked. He's going to win the Rumble. But with Enzo, yeah, it definitely seems like uh, maybe I'd be burned too. They wrote that whole episode of Raw around him. They were. I mean, he was he was two hundred five live. Like I didn't really like when he was two hundred five live. I didn't watch that show that much. The episodes that I saw, I didn't really like. But they were at least. Hey, we have a whole show for you. Didn't it beat Raw one night? He said, "I thought he, we beat <laughs> Raw." I thought he said something crazy like that. Yeah, I don't know how they would measure the ratings for that. Like, oh well, Raw's on USA. We're live on the WWE Network after <laughs> SmackDown, but we definitely beat Raw. We had more viewers than Raw did that week. So I'm not sure if he means like a Raw replay that was also on WWE Network, like when Rampage lost to an episode. Yeah, because yeah, they go up a month later on the network. He beat last month's Raw. It was the same night as the 205 Live Live. Yeah, oh, he did it. Yeah, because even Quigley like, wasn't 205 Live on TV. I'm pretty sure it was always exclusive WWE Network. I don't think they ever – I know it's syndicated where it's in other countries live. But here and I, I thought it was on TV, Bleedies. I, I, but I, I, I do also look at that time as the obvious bubble bursting as big as it'll get. And it's all because of Enzo. Even if at the time we didn't love it. Look, we didn't even like Davari at the time. Well, you did. <laughs> and now with all these years past, we can uh, correct our vision. Yeah, Aria Davari, Kozro Davari. We like them all. We're a big Davari uh, fan household here. That's why he's my number seven. No, I was kidding. I didn't have Davari on the list, okay? He left Contra, all right? He, he went back to WWE. So, also on this list, so I, I had Matt Hardy pretty high up. So, I don't know if I just want, I had him at 48. That's way too high. What am I talking about? Is it because I wrote Christian's name down and I was watching Dynamite <laughs> where they shook hands and I go, Matt Hardy is all, he's above Amos. Am I stupid? 2021 is the year of what could have been with Matt. 2020 was the debut, right? Yeah, yeah. He left, right. uh, yeah, he left pandemic. He was gone. So 2020, we had some of the Matt we should have kept forever. Broken Matt. He could have saved the concussion. We, we, he fought for it in WWE. Now in AW, you get to be it. Now I'm going to be this lame fuck myself. And I, I think it's because Jim Cornette did 20 minutes on why Matt Hardy should be himself. And look how it paid off. Well, Vegas big money's not himself, but it's closer to that. He started off 2021 with Adam Page. Imagine if it was broken, Matt, with Adam Page. Could have been a few to the year. Instead, it was like, I'll sign a contract while drunk, but I'm not really drunk. I was sober and I tricked you. And you signed it too. You just didn't notice. Like, what? None of it even made sense. Matt Hardy sucks anyway. He dragged Adam Page down. Was that 2021? Yeah, th yeah, that was all last year. So, yeah, that, that feud made no sense. It was very, very awkward. Not, And it was also the time where we were waiting for Adam Page to get his title shot because he was ranked number one. I mean, he's, he's, he's only lost once. He's ranked number one. He's the number one contender. Oh, no, he's going to fight Matt Hardy. Don't worry about it. Like, it made no sense. Like, I don't know. That, he had the Brian Cage match. Look private parties doing with him. Like, all, again, like, these legends got paired up with the young guys for a purpose. And we see it with Christian and Jungle Boy. And now with this private party, what about Hardy teachers? Grow tits? Here's my steroids? That tag team's worse than ever, and they were never good. Well, and he almost copied their gimmick. Like, they were private party. They're the exclusive partiers behind the velvet rope. So Matt was like, I'll be a rich guy. That'll be fun. We'll pop bottles. We can do that. Like, that's all they really – like, he copied them. And, and it must all stem from I don't want to work that much. I don't want to be broken because I feel like I'll have to do crazier shit. 
Like, Obviously, I, Team Taz should have done Private Party. Matt Hardy should have done Dante Martin's team. And we'd have a new Yahadi boys here. Yeah, if they would have paired, paired him with Top Flight, I think that would have made a lot of sense. But I, for some reason, we, we're at where we're at. And now we know that Matt Hardy sold off all of the Hardy family office anyway. So Ray Wyatt better show up and break him. I'll take that tag team. I bet I'd like that. He's going to be there tomorrow, I heard. I heard Bray's going to be there with Slappy. It's going to be a lot of fun. You I hear think. that, Gino? Yeah, I hear that people are believing this falsehood, just like that fake video that was going to have this whole series that they need funding for from Patreon. You know, that's going to be interesting, too, that whole YouTube stuff that's going to be fake and wow, special guest that. appearances. That's going to be fun. Ladies, there's a Patreon. It's fake. What does that mean? The what? whole video series that you believe is going to be real with Bray involved? That well, whole like, trailer? Made, right? Don't you just pay to see it? No, like you get to watch, like it's gonna be on YouTube, and you can pay for the funding for it because they're not even finished with it yet. It's not even a production. Yet. Yeah, it's not like GoFundMe though. Like they're gonna make it either way, right? But you can pay if you want. Again, I don't think they're gonna have it unless it has enough funding. I believe. I don't. I don't believe that YouTube channel either, though. But that's not the basis for we know Bray coming, Bleedies. Uh, that YouTube channel was advertising Bray for like WrestleCade and shit. Like, no, they're not saying AEW on there. They're calling out your narrative boys the real brave ladies is going to be at AEW because it leaked on twitter yes he's going to be there gino i don't know why you don't think i i still think he's showing up uh, on raw this this next monday so we're going to do a surprise return for bray wyatt he's going to knock on the door let him in and it's going to be him and then they're going to be a tag a mixed tag team and they're going to take on gino's favorite mixed tag team of josh alexander and ruby soho i can't wait for all oh, of the beatdown clan Yes, the BDC is making a strong comeback. Uh, speaking of, so I had Jay Briscoe at 90. See, Gino, I watch wrestling. Did that make you happy when you saw that? I see. What really makes me happy, though, and also kind of disappointed, is we have someone at 85 that deserves to be higher because everyone here, they claim to be a professional wrestler. They claim to be professional. But we both know, everyone here knows. Brian Myers is the most professional wrestler. We need him to be number one above everyone else here. No you need to make a list, Gino. I need a hundred of Gino because it's going to be everybody's number one. Because oh, ladies, I bet I can just take Brian Myers off right now by telling you about Io Shirai. So go ahead. Just delete him in front of Gino. <laughs> we need Io Shirai after that amazing performance in the, the chamber. Oh, I, I love Io. She came in at 74 for me. I'm loving Io Shirai. I'm surprised to see some Ds next to Eric Young, Violent by Design. Finn Balor, remember the heartbeat? He was like, hoo hoo That was so fun. Look at all the Ds in your 80s and 90s. You have some <laughs> shit guys down here, Bleedies. Carmelo Hayes? What are you talking about? Yeah, he's uh he's hanging out with Trick Daddy. They're, they were so fun on that Halloween episode, and uh, they unified. I think that was this year. But Carmelo, he's fantastic. He won the NXT breakout tournament, didn't he, Gino? Yes, he did. It was an amazing match, him and Ossie Jones. Grayson Waller. You didn't like Grayson Waller's shirts, Kevin? He is the worst of the Ds. Like, that guy <laughs> did nothing to earn this spot. All he did was come out and be hateable. I hate him. I'm booing him. And you guys don't like Madcap. Madcap is 96 on my list. He could probably be higher. Like, I'm a big fan of his. It might just be because, is it, what is it? Is it the dad humor? Is it the jock humor? What oh, is he it? is awesome, Bleedies. But his <laughs> match of his career was day one of this year. That's true. So this year, he's definitely in the top 20 already. We'll see if he keeps it. Last year, though, he didn't show me any of that stuff from day one. Hey, he, he's working on it. Gino says he's a good wrestler. He should be singles. I don't know if that's true. His Raw Underground stuff didn't win me over. 
But either or, I had Karrion Cross at 100. You had him at 99. After revisions, he'll probably be off the list entirely. Oh, no, he's 100 officially, Bleedies. Yes. You remember, I had to jump up to number 80, and I put uh, I put Bailey there. So Bailey knocked Boogs off, and now Karrion is at 100. Thank you. Gino, what are your thoughts? Are we wrong? Is, it, is Karrion your other number one? Listen, Cross, I feel, should be in 100. He's really good. Sadly, the year was not kind to him due to his call-up, which was really too soon. Like, he should have had more time in NXT, having these amazing matches. He should have had more singles instead of having this five-way match that had everyone that he could have had amazing programs with. Yeah, I was going to say, did he have any amazing matches? Because even his match with Keith Lee wasn't that great. Like, it didn't... I, I feel like that was what was missing a lot with him was uh, was an amazing singles match or an amazing Dude, his match sucked. Then he did the worst finisher. He would make the Dexter Loomis face after like cupping his ear like an idiot, like Josh Alexander. Yeah, Gino, explain that. Why does he do an elbow, but he like holds his head? I, I didn't get it. What what's going on with he does like a choke hold? He also does an elbow to the back of the head. He does a Saito suplex. Like, what's his finisher? What's and it looks fake, Gino? Why does it look so fake and dumb? Well, here's the thing. The Saito was originally one of his finishes. Classic finish, great suplex, because, again, the way how he lands it is for the opponent to be pretty much right on their head. Great move. Should be his finish. But then they decided, no, he needs to do, because we love Will Ospreay in the internet aggressive community, he needs to do a verse of the hidden blade, but to a standing opponent instead of a grounded, like, kneeling opponent. So he does that for no reason. That's his finish. This conversation <laughs> proves my list is perfect, please. Yeah. This is how we should talk about number 100. Does this sound like a number 100? Why does he suck so much? He should be good. Meanwhile, in that top 20, I die for those men. And we all fantasize about 100 guys. We get to hear the song again soon, Bleedies. Triple H and Shawn Michaels have never heard of Will Ospreay. Like, I highly doubt when they're working with Karrion Cross, they're like, hey, by the way, Will Ospreay is doing this thing. Uh, he does this elbow to the back of the head that nobody's ever done. Like, it's it's amazing. You should steal it. Like, I highly doubt that happens, Gino. It might not happen, but I, can, I just feel that maybe, again, whether it be Dirty B or him just deciding I need to incorporate something else to my character to be like a killer, because he's not Killer Cross, but he's still carrying, so he still wants to bring about this new era of his character. But then Dirty B didn't know what to do with his character when they called him up, which was a sad part of the year, and it's disappointing. And this year, 2022, I think should be the year of Killer Cross. Ladies, Dominic beat Kofi, baby. That's Lisa Gritvano says, Vilidi's thoughts on Cherry Girl, a.k.a. Dakota Kai. What's that mean? What's Cherry Girl? What does he mean by that? Charlie, Charlie Girl is her Twitch name. Oh, it's thank Dakota goodness. Kai. I did not know that. And now I can. Now I'm happy. Uh, Dakota Kai came in at 95 for me. Uh, I I always expect more from her. I know she had that like fake call up. She was gonna go to the main roster. She worked a SmackDown anime event taping, but it was Thunderdome era. It didn't count. And she, I I don't know. I'm waiting for her to do that next big thing. But it just seems like she kind of after that Rachel, uh, not Rachel, after that Raquel Gonzalez feud, it just sort of pitter pattered out. Like there's not a lot for her left to do. Like that really was her ceiling. And they, they went with Raquel, which I think is a great move. I love Raquel Gonzalez. But Dakota – and their breakup was too fast. I, I didn't like the way that that all went down. They should have been tag champs for a little bit. Having them be the champs and then lose the belts the same night, I thought that was stupid. Um, so, yes, I love Cherry Girl, Gino. 
Yeah, she's really good. I'm glad. Cora Jade's better, you know. Cora Jade's okay. She's still young. She's still growing on me. But Charlie, girl, Dakota Kai had a really good story right now in 2022 that she's kind of Joker. She's kind of twisted. She's switching. Oh, that's always good in wrestling. Yeah, I love Joker. Yeah, like Seth Rollins. You you don't like Seth Rollins, Joker? I hate it because he said, I'm not a clown. You're the joke. Like, they just fucking... The outfit's stupid enough. Now we gotta, like, try to explain it because the kids might not get it. I I was in fucking AP English literature. I know how to comprehend a fucking story. And they don't... They act like I'm you, Gino. It's annoying. Yes, WB does act like they're you, but at least with Dakota Kai, they're not specifically like saying, oh, she's like this. Yes, she like snaps and like is tweaking because again, her friends <laughs> turn her back on her. She's not sure what to do. She's having all these like thoughts. She's trying to deceive other tag teams, but the tag teams are staying strong and committed as a team to show they're stronger than this. Yeah, but Indy Hartwell back. painted something. Like she's way better than Dakota Kai. Listen. Indy Hartwell is not the one to pay. You guys don't like Seth Rollins? Are we going to gloss over that? Seth Rollins rules. (laughs) Seth rules. Are you guys watching? You saw his ranking on mine, Bleedies, but we're over here acting like the Joker outfit was cool. Joker sucks. The movie sucks. Joker and wrestling sucks. And now even the first Joker sucks from the first Batman movie because he's been bastardized for generations. And these Zantennials have really attached to him and made him even worse. I have Seth Rollins at number 12, ladies. I love Seth Rollins. I think he's great. I think his matches are fantastic. I think the promos are at least watchable. And yeah, I don't get it. I didn't know that Gino was an, oh, you like the Joker Seth? Yes, we love Joker Seth. Thank you for reiterating. Ladies, you hate him. You have him at number 17. You have Eddie Kingston above Seth. When Seth had faced Edge and Hell in a Cell with a chain on his boot. I like Eddie Kingston's Joker impression way more. I, I just love it. I love Joker impressions. That's why Sting is in my 60s. So, yes, I love... Gino, you're right. Sometimes you need to be a little edgy, and that means doing the fake laugh. <laughs> you know what, Gino? Let's hear the laugh, then. You're finally going to do it since you uh, won this one, and you love it so much. Be the Joker for us, Gino. I'm not doing the fake laugh. What it's do you mean happened. when you say, like, a Joker impression? Can you just do a, an example for me? It's not a Joker impression. <laughs> it's more of a Joker character. The whole idea of, like, it being someone who's kind of demented, like, again, the antithesis of the can opposite. You, can of, you not describe it? Can you act it out for me, please? This is really confusing. Listen, I can't act it out because that would require more. Well, you could rub your acting. mic on your balls instead. Not going to happen either. This guy sucks. Gino, can you just do it? Can you just act? Like, cut a promo. Like, we're in the mirror right now. We're cutting our promos. I'm, I'm going to cut mine. I'm either Ethan Page or Seth Rollins, and I go, ha-ha, I hate Flip you. Master Sexy says, Gino, for suck's sake, he-ha-he-ha-ho. Yeah, you got me, Spliff. All right, Gino, your turn. It's not happening again. I'm more of a method actor. I need to take my get in time. The, get in method then. Let's do it. I got time. I should have been done 12 minutes ago, but let's go. Gino, take your time. What, what promo are you going to cut? What's your motivation? And who are you? Tell me. See, that's what I'm thinking about right now. Gonna oh, we got to tell him like in the mirrors class. They don't show up and say what they want. All right. Now, you're a fucking shish kebab. You want off the stick. Go. <laughs> Ah, I can't get off this stick. And you know what? This Sunday, I'm getting off this stick. And I'm getting in that ring. And I'm going to kick your ass. And when that bell rings, you're not going to see a shish kebab. You're going to see the big kebab.
Did you like that, Gino? Well, can you, you do that one. Listen, I can't do that one. Listen, I could do like it. Reminds me of that whole terrible story of Wade Barrett talking about trying to be a dog, a big dog, because Vince McMahon said be a dog, and then they didn't. Well, they how come Eddie Kingston can be a cookie and not complain? Yeah, you just cut a fucking promo if you can do it, or you can't, so you find an excuse not to. That's the point of Vince's exercises. If you can cut a promo, you can do it about anything. Eddie Kingston can, and other people are just fucking talentless. And that is the issue is that we sometimes have people that don't have that kind of talent that need those writers that they have a ton of writers. I turned him, huh, ladies? I turned Gino in that point. I made him change his mind. Yeah, he, like, agreed with you immediately, too. I love that. I love what – Gino, what question did Kevin read? What was that about? Kevin's like, oh, I think I read one of the questions, and your immediate answer was like, yeah, you did read one. Like, wh- which one was it? There is a point during the interview, because like, I don't remember the exact question, but I can tell, like, he – does pivot to a certain point where i think it's when i said we're from the sam wrestling generation like i forced in a pre-question point that was obviously setting up a question so by the time i was reading the question we knew i was reading it was red harder sean michaels it was literally the first question i think was that the one gino I believe so, yes. He was, like, obviously trying to pivot to the discussion like he did right Well, out. and also, it was a weird speech pattern. I thought I was cutting in right when he stopped talking, and then he kept going. So my speech kind of faltered. Like, I backed up while still talking. Like, I got weak in the voice. Then it turned into, I better just keep reading, you know? No, you crushed it. I thought it was an amazing interview. We all were having so much fun in the chat. Everybody was having a great time. Gino, be Charles. Go to Charles' promo. Pretend some girl's fucking with you at like the gro- the liquor store, and she's threatening to call the cops, and then you say, you know what? Call the cops. Get him here. Do that. Listen, I can't do it, man. I'm not that good of an actor. I'll do a Charles' promo. Well, you see, there's communication, and then there's subconscious communication because telepathy is real. So have I communicated with them, uh, you know, not in the standard definition, but I've communicated with them my whole life through telepathy. See, Gino, see how easy and effortless that was. And it's not like we were asking you to do that. We just need you to do it. And that's the thing. I, in a sense, my entire form of communication is always promo. I always do try to bring about some form of reaction from people one way or the other. That doesn't was, work. That was deep. Was it? Was that supposed to be deep? Did I not get that? And that's that was why, Kevin. Is the reaction vomit? <laughs> Look at this fucking toad, please. Bring up his camera. Stop doing him a favor. <laughs> Is he on cam? Gino, where's your face? Listen, I'm not putting my camera on tonight. I wasn't prepared for that. I need to get my green screen. Can, hold on. Can I ask what that means? What do you mean you're not prepared for that? <laughs> like, what is okay, what? I just was not ready. I got to put it on right now. Hold on. No, no, no. It's okay. I'm gonna, We're about to ride off. I just think it's hilarious that there's a you ready for the camera and there's a you not ready for the camera. So are you not yes. wearing clothes right now? Like, what happens? Again, I just have to have the green screen up, then I'm ready. So it won't take too long, just a few you seconds. You don't need a green screen up. Yeah, oh, what's behind it, do you think, Fleeties? Oh, my God, he's in a cave. Dude, I I need to see the rest of the warehouse. Like, that's what it is, right? It's the warehouse. Gino lives in an epic warehouse that will never share with us. While you were making fun of him for cleaning rooms, I was just looking at my messy as fuck room. And then I was looking out the door at the other messy rooms like, man, I'm not in a warehouse, but I need a Gino. Gino, I don't know if you could clean this place. This place is super messy. Riso Gritvano says you're supposed to be always ready, Gino. 
listen, I should be always ready to have the camera on. I should be listening to my second idol, Macaroni, next to the Get most it This is like when I talked to Charles Thursday before the interview. He challenged me in a way. He was like, can we record now? Just out of nowhere. And I, this was a hard day. I mean, I missed the call the day before, Vleeties. So I woke up at like 7 a.m. I was up all day not missing the call today because the interview's tomorrow and I ain't blowing it. We didn't talk till 10 p.m. So you know me without sleep. I'm paranoid about sleep. Joe Rogan told me it's important. So by 10 p.m., I, I shouldn't have been me. But the second he got on and challenged me to record, I'm like, let me turn the other light on. I wasn't even recording video, but I'm like, I'm, I'm going all the way a little bit. I all opened up audition because Vleeties, people like Charles Hamilton and myself, we're, we're around the clock. We're always ready. We're different, you know? Yeah. When you hit that, like I, I had a feeling too, when you sent me some of the audio, I was like, what? They did like a whole podcast before. Like I, I, that was also, that's going to be on the network though. That's exclusive shit. Uh, I'm so, what an amazing time. You got to interview Charles Hamilton. I've been re obsessed with Charles Hamilton. It's, it's interesting because now that I've heard him talk to you, I actually have watched more of his interviews and stuff. I probably am doing what you did back in 08 because isn't that when you like really – he you like my, he was a MySpace guy for you, right? I, I don't even remember the origins. Was it even iMeme? Because it was that – I remember the Cuddy tape and the Crash Landed tape from Charles. And those were the two big ones. And then, I don't know, Cuddy somehow in the last few years hasn't been staying relevant for me. That whole last album didn't count. But Charles has still stayed there. And the interview was amazing, ladies. I haven't rewatched it. I only, uh, I caught myself one night feeling incredibly ashamed of it. Like, I, just the idea of how I acted. Like, he must think I'm gay. Like, I don't know. Like, the, just how obsessive I was, I, I have been, and, and how we were talking about him the next episode. But then I quickly cleaned up my mind. I was like, no, no, you can't be ashamed of fandom. I mean, that's the reason why people live. Yeah, one well, and he would probably he met somebody who truly is passionate and he if I don't know if he was looking at the chat like during the interview but even all of us like the only reason we really know Charles Hamilton is through you in a lot of ways like I would have never known because he was part of that freshman class but I I of course I knew Cuddy and then Drake was around that same time so it was like who's Charles Hamilton where is this coming from and then I probably would have heard Brooklyn Girls and said okay I get it and but there's way more to that catalog that's way better than what was really popular. And, and just the idea that he used his music to piss people off and rebel. Like the songs we love it almost seem like, like, because we talk about how he expresses himself through them, but these songs are like, fuck you to rap songs. Like yeah. he's not on the beat and he does, he put it up anyway. Like who else would even do that? He's on to the next track. You forgot about that track. I mean, the hook stays with us forever, but then these freestyle verses are just so uniquely him. Cause no one else, maybe someone can do it. And maybe they could technically do it better, they think, but they're not. No one has the balls to do it that I'm seeing. And really, uh, and you can't lie when you're freestyling, Vleeties. Just real shit comes out whether you want it to or not. And you and I are improv twice a week. So a lot of times the conversation goes away. We didn't expect it to, but now we're stuck here and we're just going to talk about jerking off with the heel in my ass on whatever place it ends up. And when he freestyles on a track and keeps it, He's keeping all these things he probably shouldn't have told us. And and it's just like even I, I love what you said about like just it was a fuck you to the music industry in a lot of ways because he I, I did hear or at least I don't know how true this is or didn't he have a record deal and he released Pink Lava Lamp like via download. He was like, not nah, fuck it, not working with my record label. They don't want me to make the album that I want to make. 
So he releases something else like on his own, like on the side. And he's not making the same money that he would be making through the record label because it's not about the money. It's just awesome. It's it's so fucking great. And yeah, you got to interview this guy. So it's just in, in, in so many ways, it's like we always joke about the culmination. But I never thought that in the, what, the 10 years, 12 years that I've been listening to you, that that would happen. Like that's where it would end is or that's where it would lead to at least. Like you got to talk to Charles Hamilton. Look what we've accomplished, ladies. I talked to Charles. I talked to Anthony Cumia back in 2017. I mean, even if it is all for nothing, at least that happened. Yeah, and <laughs> all for nothing. <laughs> like, no, I think that there is a legacy here, and I think that uh, it's so awesome to just look back and even like the Jake the Snake stuff and the RVD and, and DDP and, well, and Taz. Uh, you're really talented. Well, you got to be mean or whatever he said to you that one time. That was hilarious, but we're way over. I got to get to bed. Kevin, there's supposed to be snow tomorrow, but I think we're going to be okay. I don't think snow is going to interrupt my internet so I can't talk to you. So In 10 more years, please, the pendulum will go back the other way. We will be annoying for so long that people will like it. Oh, there's people that come in all the time. Uh, uh, that Getter app, by the way. I do get a lot of hits on that where people are saying, it's kind of refreshing to hear this kind of a podcast again. Like, oh, was, again, like, did this go away? People saying uh, F word and whatever they're thinking went away, right? I, I, I guess that's kind of taboo now to say what you're thinking. So. And it is weird because even back in 09, 08 on WAR, like, like just random friends we'd want to have on would be like, oh, but like, aren't you worried about, this being online forever well i'm definitely not now because it can't be posted anywhere apparently but uh then i'm like what are you talking about we're, we're losers no one what are we gonna be president like what the fuck was everyone so worried about and now i guess they were kind of right when we see what the left did oh dude rogan he'll be fine though kevin thank you so much for joining me tonight gino thank you so much for joining me tonight i think we solved it kevin i think we have a couple you what did you what do we have a few revisions and we'll be ready for tomorrow night right of ladies, it's already live fixed. Bailey's on there. Everything's perfect. Amazing night. Amazing time with my buddies tonight. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Kevin, any final words? Gwent patience deck, ladies. It's better than ever. And it's a really a lesson for life. Patience. Pa Gino, you've learned it, right? Gino, any parting words before we ride off into that sunset? I just felt tonight was an amazing discussion having us finally make up this list of 100 amazing, talented wrestlers from 2021. I'm looking forward to the next one. We solved it. We solved the mystery that everybody was asking us about who the 100 greatest were of last year. Havegrit.club is where it's at. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. You guys have a great evening. I'm going to hit the disconnect button right now. And thank you guys so much for being here live on Trovo.live slash Felidis. Thank everybody so much. Uh, the, the listeners on the on-demand audio version. Why do I call it that? Not a podcast. On the podcast feed. Go get it. Overcast, Spotify, Amazon Music app, I think. Not sure about that one. Don't quote me on that. But uh, thank you guys again so much for coming in and ha hanging out. I'll be back tomorrow with Kevin uh, immediately following Dynamite. I guess the winter storm is supposed to hit at like 6 p.m. So I'll be home by then watching or I'll be watching uh, getting ready for dynamite. I'll watch PTE. That'll be fun. But thank you guys so much. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll chat tomorrow night. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better. You really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. 
And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equal $13.89 per month per $1,000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5 22 